Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aoub. <laughs> what about Aoub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, right, welcome in to a free beer Friday and a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. The football is here. We've got high school football, D.H. Conley football coming your way tonight right here on Pirate Radio. We'll run over the full slate of games involving area teams in just a moment, but welcome in on this Friday show. Going to have a lot of fun here for the next three hours on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube and be a part of today's program with uh, whatever you want to chat about on this Friday. All right, uh, coming up on today's show, hour one, got a couple of guests to get to. Brian North, busy man handling the morning news at WCTI 12 and handling the blitz coming up tonight on WCTI 12 recapping all the high school action. We'll talk high school football with North little NFL, little NASCAR and more coming up in hour one. Also in hour number one, Mark Greenheld's golf shop radio show. We will talk golf. We will talk Harold Varner. The third, he will be inducted into the East U athletics hall of fame later on this fall. Right now he is three shots back of the lead at the BMW Championship, and he's going to have to have a high finish this week if he wants to continue to compete in the playoffs and make it to next week. We'll tell you exactly what he's got to do when we talk to Greeny later on this hour. 4 o'clock, Tony Dunn, CatChronicle.com, will join us on the show. We'll talk to Tony about all the fighting the Patriots and Panthers have been doing this week and uh, get you ready for their game tonight. As you will not see Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield in tonight's game, we'll tell you the quarterback plan. We talked to Tony Dunn later on in the show. And touchdown, Tony Collins makes his fall football debut in 2022. Looking forward to catching up with Tony right here in the Pirate Radio studios. Morgan Aylers will join us in the third hour as well. So a lot of Pirate football talk coming up in hour number three of today's program. All right, there it is. That's the open. Open done. How are we feeling, Shirley Rhodes? Good night, everybody. Good Have night, a good weekend. everybody. <laughs> Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer here on a Friday. Chandler is on his high school football schedule, so he's hit or miss on Fridays around here uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, looking forward to tonight, so we've got high school football on tap. We've got a um, abbreviated edition, a 30-minute edition of the high school huddle coming your way at 6 o'clock, taking you up to the 6.30 kickoff between D.H. Conley and Laney. That'll be going on in Wilmington tonight. And uh, just a quick rundown of the area teams in action. So it'll be Conley at Laney. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. South Central will be at Kinston. Good luck to Kendrick Parker, his first game as head coach there of the Falcons, taking on the Vikings of Kinston. Uh, the J.H. Rose JV squad whipped up on uh, Wilson Hunt last night. We know that, uh, thanks to our 
J.H. Rose JV beat writer Troy D. providing the updates. Uh, tonight, the varsity boys go at it. Hunt at Rose. It'll be North Johnston at Farmville Central as uh, year two of Ron Cook there in Farmville. C.J. Wilson, that era begins. And Bethel, as North Pitt, will host Riverside. And it'll be James Keenan taking on Todd Leip and his Aiden Grifton Chargers. That one at Aiden Grifton. A couple of finals from last night. Washington, Perry Owens and his team getting off to a good start to the 2022 campaign as Washington hammered Pamlico 40-14. to And we talked to Sean Murphy this summer. Uh, JP2, John Paul II, where they come from behind win over Bishop McGinnis. 36-32, that final score. So congrats to the Pam Pack and also to JP2 for getting their seasons off to a good start. And uh, good luck to all the area teams taking the field tonight. Looking forward to catching some D.H. Conley football on the Pirate Radio Airwaves beginning at 6.30. All right, uh, another note, and we mentioned it a moment ago. So Harold Varner III right now is six under par, one under for the day, uh, which is big because he had bogeyed earlier, but is uh, hopefully finding it here down the stretch. He is through 13, so he's got a few more holes to go today, and he is three shots back of the leader, Adam Scott right now, nine under par, HV3, six under, and a Harold basically uh, – Mully said yesterday he's going to have to finish pretty much top five uh, if he wants to advance the next week. And uh, we'll talk more about that with Greeny as we look at the field and everything and the standings right now. What, what does Harold need to do to, to be in the top 30 and make it to next week? He's doing all he can right now, tied for fourth uh, in a good field here at the BMW Championship going on in wilmington delaware all right uh news and notes here for ecu football so we are counting down the days we're at what 15 now uh 13 from the pirate radio football kickoff party at the state theater at the theater at the theater yes i mean it's yeah make your plans folks and we're making plans to give you wall-to-wall coverage on saturday we will be at media day before that uh I think CJ, Jenny, and the crew will be at the scrimmage. So we'll have hopefully some photos, some video from that, uh, some news and notes from there. And then media day begins, I believe, around 1.30. So we'll have all the interviews. We'll put our videos up on uh, our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter. You can see them on YouTube. And then we'll have the full audio interviews for you later on uh, in the weekend and on Monday in our programs next week. So we will be uh, out at media day coming up on Saturday. Looking forward to catching up with the guys. Also, uh, I'm going to try to to highlight a lot of guys that aren't part of our Players Lounge, guys we don't get to talk to a lot. So we'll be talking to coaches and players coming up on Saturday. Looking forward to the Media Day festivities, one of my favorite days of the year. CJ, uh, were you with us? Have you been to a Media Day? I have not yet. Oh, you'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I've, oh. I've done it a few times. Clip are we gonna do like a get to know you type quiz like we've done in the past uh there will be some off the field questions yes okay i was just curious if they did that or not because this is really the only time of the season we get to ask stuff like that when you're in a game week and the team's preparing for you know memphis in a big conference game you don't want to ask a guy like heads or tails what's your favorite kind of cheese yeah this this is the the time of the year that you would ask yes what's your favorite kind of cheese american because right. i'm horribly american that's what i was told the other day so 
Okay. Because apparently I don't like a lot of, like, I guess, international food. And uh, so I was told I was horribly American. America. Shame. America. American. All right. Uh, CJ. Pepper Jack. Ah. Pepper Jack is good. Good call. How do you feel about a Colby Jack? Colby Jack. It's not bad. I, I like think... it on a cracker. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. That, yeah. Swiss cheese once in a while. I was going to say. Nobody the, asked you your favorite. The cheese I choose. So if I had to choose Gouda. one, I would go with. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with sharp cheddar. Okay. But yeah, sharp cheddar's good. The cheese I choose is, okay, what am I having? What am I eating? Am I having a ham sandwich? Well, oh, so it would depend. I could throw I could throw a number of things on that. If I'm having a uh, turkey sandwich, I want some Swiss on that bad boy. So what are you putting on a burger? On a burger. I would like to have a hamburger. I like cheddar and I like American Okay. on a burger. What am I having on my... My spaghetti. I want a little parmesan. parmesan. Perhaps a mozzarella. Mozzarella. So it really does. I like to pair my cheeses with what I'm eating. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're going to have a mozzarella stick. Is there any bad cheeses? I'm sure uh, there are. What's what's the one? Is Gouda the one that's the smelly cheese? I don't know. I I haven't had it. There's like Munster and there's some that look kind of strange. Munster cheese. There's one that smells really bad, apparently, but it's yeah. supposedly good. It just smells, and I don't think I'd like that Tough cheese. to eat something when it smells bad, right? Yeah, because you know my philosophy when it comes to food. If it looks funny, we, smells funny, if this. I can't spell it or pronounce it, I don't eat it. Oh, of course. Hold on. If you can't spell it or pronounce it, you won't eat it? Mm-mm. Hmm. Are you a good speller? I'm a decent speller. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure there was like a wide array of things you could eat. Surely, is this why you don't eat international food? This is sad. Shirley can't spell ham, and she's never had ham. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had ham. <laughs> I'm a ham girl. <laughs> I'm trying to think, Shirley, though, now that you mentioned that, the if the reason I wouldn't have something I couldn't pronounce, or sp- I would be like embarrassed. I'm trying to think if I've been to a restaurant and pointed at something. Like, there, there are some things at like a, an asian place that i would like to try but i can't say them so and i'm embarrassed to like point to it so You're i like, just i just want all that. right chicken fried rice you know <laughs> so you bring up a good point there with the uh, pronunciation thing yeah because i mean for for one yeah you don't want to embarrass yourself by incorrectly pronouncing something but also because hello if you can't pronounce it what makes you think you can eat it i know how to pronounce this bud, bud light. light and we are giving away 18 bud light bottles coming up on today's program uh so hour number three we'll be doing our bud light beer giveaway all you got to do is be the lucky caller be 21 or older and have not won a pirate radio prize this month that is correct and uh i ha- i do have a scoreboard update let's get a buccaneer music hall scoreboard update for charlie rose uh, in the Rookie League, in the Florida Complex League, Bryson Worrell is one for three with two RBIs. The Braves nice. Braves lead the Rays eight to three. They are in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, that is awesome news. Bryson Worrell getting it done at the dish. Yep, and Carson Wisenhunt made his professional debut last night um, as the Giants played, I think it was the, I forget who they were playing, but uh, he came in for an inning uh and struck out too so awesome. uh so he's off to a good start 
Um, still waiting for Zach Agnos. I haven't seen him yet. I'm keeping an eye on the rookie league um, uh, scoreboard uh, throughout the season just to see if we, you know if he registers any stats. But right now, Bryson's been playing consistently. Carson just made his debut. C.J. Mayhew made his debut not too long ago. I think it was like a week ago. So I'm expecting him to pitch sometime this week. So I'm waiting on that. But uh, So just keeping up with those guys. I mean, not only in the minor leagues, but in the rookie leagues too, because if, they, if they're successful in that rookie league, especially when the rosters start to expand, uh, in the major leagues for postseason and the tail end of the season, you're going to start seeing a lot of movement. And uh, it's very possible that these guys could see uh, some promotions soon. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, I mean, they went through a long, grinding, ruling season that took them all the way to a Super Regional, and now they're beginning another a short, of course, much shorter season, but right. uh, more baseball for those guys. Yeah, and I'm also keeping a close eye on what's going to happen you know, with Alec Burleson, because right now, Alec Burleson is batting, I believe the last time I checked was 350. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's pretty close. And he right now is either at the top or just a point behind in the batting title for the AAA. And keep this in mind, no Memphis Redbird, which is the Cardinals AAA uh, affiliate, no Memphis Redbird has ever won the batting title. Did I see where he has 73 RBIs this year? Correction. He has 77. (laughs) Wow. He hit one one in not last night, night before. So he has has 77 uh, RBIs on the season. This guy is continuing to rake and... They just, I don't know what the Cardinals are thinking. If they're holding out maybe to free up a slot in that DH spot with Albert Pujols, uh, you know, in the twilight of his career and maybe wanting to stick him there. I don't know what they want to do there, but, you know, so keeping a close eye on Alec Burleson. Connor Norby hit his 17th home run of the season last night for the Bowie Bay Sox. And uh, they won, I think it was 10-2 to last night. So Connor Norby's bat is heating up, and he's in double A. So, uh, once again, you know, these guys are continuing to rate. They're going to start making some moves here soon. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Charlie Rhodes. One look at the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dub Buck. Buck. Well done, folks. Uh, Harold Varner III right now, six under par, three shots back of Adam Scott, HV3 through 13, day two of the BMW Championship. Needs to win it. Needs to finish top five. We'll talk to Greeny about what he needs to do uh, when we talk to Mark Greenheld later on this hour on the Pit Electric Live Line. We'll go out to that Pit Electric Live Line in just a moment and talk to Brian North as he will join us on the other side of this timeout. We'll look at the high school slate of games and uh, what's coming up tonight on the Blitz and uh, talk more with Brian North when we return. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jar Street 
Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, game night. That's right. We got Conley football coming your way about three hours from now here on these airwaves. Uh, another sign that football season is indeed here. Got some preseason going on tonight. We'll talk Panthers, Patriots uh, with our first two guests, uh, North and Greeny, but also dive into it with Tony Dunn coming up hour number two of our show when we talk NFL. Got media day for ECU coming up tomorrow. So uh, make sure you're locked into our social media sites this weekend for interviews with the coaches and players get an update kind of a wrap-up of fall camp and how this offseason has gone for the pirates we'll be doing that on saturday i believe also uh we are scheduled to have um the taping of episode two of crime time with clip and judy on saturday as well so uh oh little tease there do we know what the subject matter will be actually we do and boy this one's going back this is one of the like first true crime things i can remember because as a kid they made a tv movie about it and my dad had the book which i believe was uh, the tv series was uh i think it was called cruel doubt but it is the story of the family it's actually an nc state student who murdered his father-in-law in washington north carolina interesting in the late 80s early 90s hmm. and uh but anyway we'll we're we're gonna dive into it uh and have all the details for you on uh when our upcoming podcast drops interesting okay. so uh kind of close to home here okay and I, like i've been reading more about it i remember as a kid like watching that tv series and being like wow this is creepy it's like down the road this stuff happens but I was reading a uh, a blog about it. Like evidence was found on Grimesland Bridge Road, and they were saying all these places. I was like, "Wait, I've been on that road." Like, <laughs> it really hits close to home. Wow! When it's stuff like that. So, okay, uh, we will uh, hopefully be dropping that next week and uh, recording that tomorrow. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pit Electric Live Line and talk to Brian North, gearing up for Episode One of the Blitz for 2022. He joins us on that Pit Electric Live Line. North, how you doing today? doing good pit electric boogie woogie woogie pretty cool new sponsor all right cut that one up and we'll serve that back up yes sir thank you for helping out our uh, our new sponsor of the live line pit electric where we will be talking to brian north uh, quite a bit and brian uh, we got high school football back and a couple of finals in the area last night so washington starts one and oh uh perry owens and company with a win over pamlico also jp2 uh picking up a win last night john paul ii beating bishop mcginnis so uh we are we're underway already right yeah, JP2 with a comeback win. They were down big, and then on the road, uh, got that nice victory. So that was a nice one for them. And Washington started slow until Perry put some ranch on it, I guess. Uh, you know, he's had to change quarterbacks here late in the summer, but he's, still, he's built a nice program there. And while he may not have Terry Moore, who's at Duke now and will get playing time as a true freshman, uh, he still has a, a pretty good squad there that's going to challenge for a league title. Slow start, but you're going to see a lot of that in these first couple weeks until teams really get their identities going. Brian, let's start in uh, in Pitt County, and then we'll branch out uh, your uh, viewership uh, much wider than that. But but here are the Pitt County matchups: D.H. Conley 
will be at Laney South Central at Kinston, Hunt at Rose, North Johnston at Farmville Central, Riverside at North Pitt, and James Keenan at Aiden Grifton. So when it comes to the Pitt County matchups, Brian, any of, uh, which of those intrigue you the most? Uh, Conley at Laney, I think, is going to be interesting. And you saw, I don't know if you saw what the Laney JV did to Conley JV last night, but it was 61 to nothing. Oh, my. Of course, Conley. Yeah, Conley's pretty good um, on paper. they got a good offensive line. Of course, they have Isaiah Crumpler and uh, the Markham kid as receivers. Uh, so they could be good. They've got another brutal schedule. Laney used to be an easy win on your schedule, but not anymore. They've rebuilt that program there. So having to go down there, that's going to be a real good challenge. We'll know a lot more about Conley after tonight. I think Rose rolls over Hunt. Hunt lost 25 seniors, and Hunt beat Rose last year, and I think the Rapids remember that. Well, thanks to Troy D. I know what uh, Rose's JV did last night, Brian, and that's a uh, whoop up on Hunt. Yeah, yeah, and I, I expect to name your score tonight uh, for that one. I think Rose is going to put it on, put it on them early. Uh, North Pitt's interesting. C.J. Wilson starting his tenure as a head coach at taking on Riverside. First time those programs have played since 2010, which was Riverside's first year. But that's a nice close rivalry. They're only separated by about 20-minute drive. And so that'll be kind of cool. We're looking forward to that. Jim Bob Bryant, the offensive coordinator for Brian Paschal at Riverside. We'll see what they're doing. They've got a young freshman quarterback. Uh, Aiden Grifton trying to figure out an identity with Todd Leip. He has said, uh, uh, be patient this year. It's going to be interesting to see what they have. James Keenan, Duplin County football is always good. And, and they're the third most talked about school in Duplin County behind Wallace, Rose Hill, and East Duplin. But there's a chance they could be pretty good this year. We'll, we'll find out a lot more at Aiden Grifton. Fargo Central, Ron Cook is trying to rebuild, you know, and he's getting there. He had a big deficit when he went in with the program, hadn't been running on all cylinders, but now he's got a, a North Joss team they can beat. They beat him last year. Yeah. I think they're looking at that. Uh, that's a win they could probably get on the schedule early to get some confidence. They had a pretty good uh, non-conference and then got in conference play and took their lumps last year. I remember talking to Ron Cook about that this summer, and he's hoping his guys can, can show out in the non-conference and then be competitive uh, in conference play this year. It's just building there. You know, they went a couple of years without a, a middle school program, mm. a JV program, and, and look, Larry Williford and basketball rules there, and now Ross is trying to get some fundamentals back with a football program and rebuild it from the ground up. And he's, he's had a pretty good start. It's just going to take some time. You miss those years of key football knowledge uh, in the middle school and JV years. It's tough to get guys to just walk off the street and be big contributors. So give him some time, but he, he's got them going the right direction. Brian, uh, how many uh, games will blitz cameras be at tonight? What's the uh, the plan going into this Friday evening? It, well, if they all play, um, on the blitz we'll have about 20 games. Now, we are going to show our Thursday night games, and we had four to five of those. Mm-hmm. So, But there's about, you know, there's a good 12 to 15 games in the area. We're getting a few out-of-market games. We'll get the Conley highlights from, from the Wilmington market. Um, but... Um, yeah, we'll be out and about. We've got a real interesting game with West Carteret, West Craven, which will be our game of the night. Newburn, New Hanover will be always interesting to see what the Bears have. New Hanover has a new head coach, and apparently they like to run it, so this will be a quick, fast-moving ground game of what could be a swampy field in Newburn. Uh, Havelock is in action, and they should have no problem with Croatan. East Carteret, Swansboro is always interesting. Swansboro might be decent this year. Um, East Duplin's in action at Dixon. Uh, Wallace Rose Hill has East Blade, and that's always fun. South Central, we forgot to talk about them, but their, their new head coach, Kendrick Parker, uh, they'll be going to Kinston. And Kinston looks like they could be pretty good this year. So that we'll find out a lot more tonight. Uh, and then the, the big rivalry game, North and 
Green Central. Those are some of the big ones we're keeping an eye on. And a real fun one in Martin County, Beargrass Charter and um, and South Creek. They're the two small schools in Martin County. And uh, anytime you get Martin County schools together, there's always a nice rivalry aspect to it. And that'll be a fun one tonight. Talking to Brian North today on Pirate Radio Live. And you can uh, check out the High School Huddle, an abbreviated edition, coming up at 6 o'clock tonight because D.H. Conley will be kicking off their game against Laney at 6.30. So not only some uh, some night changes, Brian, uh, moving to Thursday, but also some time. You always got to keep up with 6.30, 7, 7.30, all that stuff too, right? Yeah, COVID really changed a lot of that because I don't know what daylight any difference it was, but in the spring season, they were playing games at six o'clock. Hmm. And then even last year, they had some six thirty games in there. Most teams have gone back to their seven o'clock starts. Laney has been on the schedule for six thirty. This was not a weather thing. This was on the schedule originally to play at six thirty. whether that's what they're doing this year. I don't know, but as these high school games follow college and pros and get to be longer and longer with all the passing, yeah. I don't mind the earlier starts. Remember they used to start at eight o'clock. That was probably before your time. Then it was seven thirty, and then now seven. And now I'm like, man, 6.30 is not a bad idea. (laughs) Why not? Because these games are almost getting to be three-hour games now. Brian North joining us. Looking forward to a fun night of high school football. Catch Connie and uh, Conley and Laney right here uh, tonight on Pirate Radio. And then see it all. See all the highlights on the Blitz. Before checking out the uh, Blitz tonight, you can uh, watch the Panthers take on the Patriots. I'm intrigued uh, for this one, Brian, just to see if there's any more fights to be had. Because And look, it's like clockwork. You have these joint practices. There's always skirmishes. It happens every year. Not a big deal. This one uh, maybe a little extra. It seemed like there were multiple ones, and when you hear about Christian McCaffrey being involved when he's thrown down to the ground, and you've got one player that's in multiple skirmishes that has to be booted from practice, and uh, sounds like they uh, they were getting into it in uh, Foxborough earlier this week. Trying to figure out what precipitated all of it because you know I, I don't know why. What would ha- if there was such bad blood between the teams? But but I don't really think there there was. It just I. Just some chippiness going on. Maybe for the Panthers, it's a sign that they're going to have some fight for their head coach this year, even though he was critical of his team allowing themselves to not have the discipline and get involved in those things. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But when McCaffrey gets involved, the fan gets hurt. Uh, it certainly uh, gets your antennas up a little bit about uh, uh, the interesting nature of these joint practices. They're great because you're tired of going against guys on your own team. So it's always fun, but yeah, there was a little more chippiness than I ever remember. Looks like uh, I believe I saw PJ Walker getting the start tonight. So no, oh. no uh, Mayfield or Don- uh, Darnold, and we'll probably see a lot of Matt Corral. And uh, if you care about these things, and in one very small sample size, uh, Sam Howe outplayed Matt Corral in the Washington uh, Carolina preseason game last Saturday. But we'll see if. Uh, Corral has a better night tonight. I will say on the Washington side of things, Sam Howe did look impressive uh, for Washington last week, Brian. Yeah, it's interesting they're doing that. When they went to the three games instead of the four, I always could tell you what the game plan was. It never changed with the four preseason games. Game three, you know, starters playing the first half. Yeah. Now, I didn't even, so game two, they're not even playing the starters. It's real interesting. They're going to go P.J. Walker and Matt Corral alternating quarters. So, yeah, no Mayfield, no Darnold tonight. Ah, so I wonder what if, what are they going to do with the third game? Because the third game is usually just all backups to figure out who's going to make your team. And when you have this quarterback battle going on, I kind of find this a little interesting. So 
changing things up on us this year. Not the first interesting move Matt Rule's made in his tenure at Carolina. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no evaluating Darnold and Mayfield tonight for the Panthers. Uh, quarterback news around the league. You had the Deshaun Watson news drop yesterday, Brian. 11 games for him. And, and the notable thing on that, 11's an odd number, right? Well, uh, week 12, it'll be Browns and Texans. Until you look at it, where, who they're going to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> perfect, right? Yeah, it, the conspiracy theories couldn't be worse with this. Like, if you're the NFL and you're trying to show that you're going to be tougher on such things, and then all of a sudden you make it in a weird 11-game suspension, and he just happens to come back in time to face his old team, which is great headlines, which the NFL loves uh, to promote its product, especially with one franchise that is, no one likes and cares about. But now this will be a centerpiece game for them just based on this. So, yeah, this is one of those that – this isn't even a head-scratch. The head-scratching part is that they would actually do this. And that uh, when everybody can see right through uh, the process of giving an 11 game suspension on the field. Brian, uh, other quarterback news. Have you seen the. So Tom Brady has been away from the Bucks. He has taken an extended absence for personal reasons, which uh, Coach Todd Bowles says was, was planned. He knew that was coming. Uh, I believe this came from Reddit. And a fan uh, has a theory on where he is, and now it's starting to get a lot of headlines. Have you seen the theory on where Tom Brady is? I have not. Okay. Um, there is a television program, Brian, called The Masked Singer. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yes, yes. I right there on Fox. I have uh, never seen hide nor hair of that program, but I am aware of it. So I guess uh, there's like celebrities in costumes, and you they sing, and you guess who they are. Is that how it works? But anyway. Correct. Yeah, so there is a theory that, uh, so where's Tom Brady? He is out filming The Masked Singer. And uh, <laughs> that is, that, when he retired, he did one of these deals, signed a contract, and then when he did unretired, well, I can't get out of it. Just, wait, is he going to be with Fox or CBS? Oh, yeah, he signed with Fox. Well, there you go. Oh, there's another connection. Here we go. Rob Gronkowski uh, sang on the show before. He did. He did. I remember that episode. All right. Look, I haven't I haven't found a fun conspiracy theory to get into for a while, so I'm, I'll go ahead and get into this one. I'm on board. Well, the fact his offensive line stinks right now, <laughs> and he probably doesn't want to get beat up at all. So <laughs> this is this is not a good sign, right? I mean, I'm a big offensive line guy when it comes to predicting if you're going to be good or not. Mm-hmm. He's already picking the Bucks to win the division, but there's he lost Gronkowski. He doesn't have a couple of his receivers back that he started with last year. He's lost his center. He's lost what his left tackle. He's lost a couple of offensive linemen. And now he's not in camp getting in sync with all these other guys. I'm telling you, this is shaping up to be like Brett Favre. Remember Brett Favre came off the best year of his life with the, the Vikings? Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, I sat there and predicted on this show that I said, well, this is going to be the year his consecutive streak uh, consecutive starting streak goes away and he's going to get injured. Hmm. Sure enough, it happens. It just You can kind of just see these things coming. And with him starting to retire, now coming back, now not being in camp, this just is not a new head coach. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be a bad look for the Buccaneers. You heard it here first. If not Tampa, then who in the South, yeah, Brian? Good question. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah. They're only saving graces. Everybody else doesn't look good on paper. The Saints have the – the Saints, I mean, I could see them winning five games. I could see them winning 11 games. And it all depends on, you know, the Jameis you get. But also, is Michael Thomas – look, we haven't seen him in two years, right? And is Alvin Kamara going to be there? 
he is in some law trouble, but this thing keeps getting kicked back, and it looks like it might not even affect his 2022 season. So if you've got a, a motivated Michael Thomas and you've got Alvin Kamara to get 40 touches a game, uh, they got a chance and, and play good defense. They got a chance to, to win a lot of games this year. Well, but they got a new head coach in Dennis Allen. And yeah. I, I, I don't trust Jameis, so nah, I can't pick them. I'm, I'm going to be a homer here. I'm telling you. Um, if the Panthers' offensive line plays well and the whoever starts at quarterback doesn't turn it over a lot and Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, those are all big ifs, but I like that Panthers' defense. I think the Panthers can make some noise this year. Now, i got to look at their schedule a little bit more to find where the wins are. Yeah, That division, there's no one in that division that scares me this year. Yeah, and for the first time in how many ever years, Brian, they actually have an offensive line you can get a little excited about going into a season, right? Right. A little bit, and and there there is potential there. They've got a uh, a couple of good guys that they finally have built around, and if this kid from NC State works out and gets some playing time and, and turns out to be the real deal, I'm telling you, that offensive line, look, I, I don't care who you are at quarterback, you're much better when you're not getting pressured. If McCaffrey's healthy and they have some play action going on, that's going to help them as well. And that defense, they don't have to do as much if that defense is holding teams to 20 points or less every week. So, uh, look, I... The elements are there. Everybody's down on Matt Rule. Everybody's down on Sam Donald. A lot of people down on Baker Mayfield. I'm just telling you, there are pieces there that are not sexy that a lot of people don't want to talk about. But if they stay healthy, and that's another big if, if they stay healthy, uh, they they could make some noise in that division this year. Brian North, uh, we'll wrap it up with this, Brian. Kevin Harvick uh, went from not winning in a couple years to winning back-to-back. And how about this? So there's two races left before the playoffs begin. Watkins Glen and Daytona are the races where you could get some real wild-card winners here. So let's say somebody sneaks up and, and wins that hasn't won in these last two. Is that is it a good thing for NASCAR when a Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex, who are really high in the points i mean if you went with the old system or whatever they would be like top five top seven i guess maybe even higher than that but in this playoff format if you get another winner here that's not one of them that hasn't won yet this year they're on the outside looking in at, at the playoffs uh, is that you know is that good bad indifferent uh, this year maybe not matter as much as they aren't your bigger names in the sport i mean i think if it's some of your biggest names it might be a problem because you still need the non- NASCAR hardcore fan to to want to watch your races, and so you've got to have some names out there. You've got to have some sort of entertainment value there. Uh, Martin Truex is, is cool, and he's a nice guy, and, and Ryan Blaney's a nice guy, but I don't know if they really move the needle that much. So if you've got a younger driver who can come in and, and certainly make some waves, maybe that's great, but I don't, if they don't make it, I don't think it's as big a deal as to say back in the day, Jeff Gordon didn't make it, or Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson, or, or bigger names that really helped generate interest in your television ratings and in your ticket sales. Chase Elliott most wins this year with four, and then there's a a big group of two. It has uh, been kind of spread out this year outside of Elliott's four victories. Brian, uh, good luck tonight, man. We'll be checking you out on the Blitz. Have a great show. I hope everything goes all right. You don't have to rip all your hair out week one, so uh, hoping for a smooth one tonight, Mr. North. There's not much left. (laughs) And the rain, the, the rain on anchor hair will not make it look good either. Tonight. <laughs> we'll get the makeup people working hard tonight. Brian, we'll talk to you again uh, next week, man. All right, sounds good, Clipper.
Brian North joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny talking BMW Championship. Give a Harold Varner update on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins. That can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. CJ Schaefer here on a Friday. Clip Brock inside the Pirate Radio studios. A free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Bud Light on tap. How about 18, 12-ounce bottles coming your way hour three you can win it if you are the lucky caller and 21 or older and have not won a prize from pirate radio in the month of august it can be yours coming up in hour three later on today about an hour ago i talked to mark greenheld's golf shop radio show so not a ton has changed since then as we look at the buccaneer music hall leaderboard presented by the buck the buck Harold Farner the third right now is seven under par, so he is two shots back of Adam Scott, who is nine under at the BMW Championships going on right now. Harold's still a couple of holes left to wrap up his second day. Uh, but here's my chat with Greeny from uh, about an hour ago as we talked to him on the Pit Electric Live Line. Greeny, how you doing? I'm doing well, Clip. How are you doing today? Doing great and keeping up with what's going on at the BMW Championships as the playoffs roll on. And great uh, day one for Harold Varner III. And as we record uh, this conversation, we're talking at around 2.30. It's airing a little uh, about an hour later. So hopefully things haven't changed too much uh, between now and then. But uh, as we talk right now, HV3 is one under on the day. He is six under par, and that puts him currently two shots back of the leader, Adam Scott. So it's kind of do or die time for Harold and guys uh, like Harold who are trying to make it to next week, right, Greeny? So so what the top how many golfers uh, will be participating next weekend? So you got to be in the top 30 okay. right now with Harold tied for second. Now he's tied for second. With uh, one, two, three, four, there's a five-way tie for second. He came in 65th. This would put him right at number 30. So <laughs> he puts in front of Harold is that he's got to pretty much finish, you know, second, third, or fourth solo, uh, win the golf tournament. But once again, Clip, it's the putting. Yeah. Yesterday, even though he shoots five under 60, you know, 66. He gave up a shot to the field in strokes game putting, and he's the same way today. He's about a shot behind the field. So if we can get that flat stick going the way everything else is working, we keep saying it. 
Like, even if he can just break even, I think he's got a shot at this thing. Adam Scott, by the way, another birdie going to nine under par as we speak now. So three shots above that group that's tied for second. That includes Harold Varner III. I took a flyer on Colin Morikawa uh, to win this event, Greeny, and uh, he is currently five under par right now. Who uh, who are your picks this weekend? Who are you, Rod? Oh, well, I think the thrill is gone, Clip, finally. Uh, <laughs> my guys are currently... Tied for 66, both of them. Uh, uh, this week we did we did one favorite and one uh, long shot. I had Tony Finau and Siwoo Kim, who are combined 12 over par for the golf tournament. But let me just tell you that they are a, they are eight over par, all each. They uh, Siwoo Kim made a quintuple bogey yesterday, mm. and Tony Finau made a triple bogey yesterday. So eight over par for two holes. And they are four over for the, other, for the rest of them. <laughs> well, you went on that run, Greeny. Was it four weeks in a row you had a winner? I had four weeks in a row and then backed it up with two second-place finishes back-to-back. Yeah. It was on a quite a run there. And well, you were due for a dud then, right? Yeah. But I think but your pick of Colin Morikawa is a solid one. Morikawa has figured out his swing. So he, he, he tries to hit a left-to-right ball, a little fade, and he's been really struggling with it this year. And they finally determined that it was a little glitch in his swing, that he wasn't, uh, his body wasn't reacting the way that it normally does. So he worked with his trainers and they got it back in shape. And, um, and it's starting to maybe pay off a little bit this week. So we'll see. He might be somebody to go to ride back on next week as well. And that, I mean, that sounds strange to us. You hear it in baseball too, where you've got these all star guys who, uh, go in these slumps and it happens and they, they have to go back in the, the lab and retool a bit is this something that is is common on, on golf greeny where you've got these winners you've got these major winners they've had so much success and made so much money but for whatever reason something just gets off kilter even mid-year or at the end of the year like this i mean you could be on the road as much as these guys are and maybe you get a bad pillow right and you wake up uh the first day that you're there let's say you get in on a sunday and you wake up monday you go out for practice around the back's a little tight um and it you know, maybe you're not as loose as you are normally warming up and, and you try and compensate a little bit. You change and something changes in your swing unbeknownst to you. I mean, it can be that simple. I mean, that's how much that these guys put time in to get that repetition. And when we talk about guys who are major champions, I mean, that's what they've done. I mean, Jim Furyk has his ugliest swing as you'll ever <laughs> see on, on, on the PGA Tour. Yet he's a major winner, has shot a 58 a few years ago. And it's all because that he has grooved his golf swing. He has grooved his own swing, and it works for him. And he can repeat it over and over again, and that's always the key. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us today on the uh, Pit Electric Live Line on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, I saw this headline, and, and we'll do our weekly live versus pga tour chat here but uh the trial between the live golf players and the pga tour will not take place until january of 2024 good grief that's a long time from now who knows what it'll look like between now and then but uh you had that you also had the i guess quote-unquote players only meeting the uh the meeting that tiger woods and the pga players were a part of earlier this week so i don't know greeny i guess just catch up uh, us uh, up to date on what's going on between the live and the pga uh since we last talked yeah so january 8th 2024 is the actual trial date there's some discovery that will start taking place uh in end of july of 2023 so 
number one, you got to think that that might be a deterrent to guys who are looking to jump, right? Because you're not going to get a quick resolution to some of the factors that they're trying to be able to go back and forth on. You know, I want to go play live. I want to come back and play XYZ tournaments. Uh, also, you have Tiger. I mean, look, Tiger, Tiger Woods got offered apparently $750 million to go play, right? $750 million. And he turned it down to play what? I don't know, maybe seven, eight times a year on the PGA Tour. So you got to think that there's something there from a Tiger perspective. These guys are going to probably present some new changes that uh, make it better for the for the tour players, make it make it better for all the players. But here's the thing: all the complaining, especially out of Phil Mickelson, about media rights and not having a say. Some of the contract details clips that have come out. I mean, you have to wear live apparel. You can't have uh, non-live logos uh, on branded products unless they're approved. Um, if you have a golf equipment sponsor, it has to be on the side of your hat, their logo. You can't do interviews related to events or league of, uh, activity without approval. Um, you have to help recruit other players. You, you have to participate in all the events. You can only do uh, – you, you have limited media rights, which is what Phil Mickelson complained about, that I don't have control of myself with the PGA Tour. What's right. less of it with this tour, right? So there's all these rules that have been put in place for guys that thought the rules weren't right on the PGA Tour. So, it's, it's not again, none of it makes sense. It does all come down to money. And these guys aren't allowed to do anything and say anything unless they have, you know, basically written approval to do stuff like that. So, again, I, I don't know what, they were, what the point is. It's going to be very hard for them to prove an antitrust lawsuit, I think. So, they're going to twist for a, a year and a half, and then they're going to end up with nothing. So it's going to be interesting to see if a guy like Cam Smith jumps. But yeah. if Cam Smith ju- jumps for $100 million, he's insane because he should ask for more than anybody else has gotten considering he's the player's champion and the champion golfer of the year winning the Open Championship. And I, that was going to be my next question. Good breakdown there from Greeny. But so Cam Smith to live, it's all reportedly right now, right? So, the, I mean, he's still a part of the PGA Tour trying to – to win and all that, but but the reports are out there. So what is I don't know. Uh, do we know the the truth behind that? What what are the talks going on? Supposedly, we're going to find out uh, after next week if any guys are going. But they also have the Presidents Cup here in Charlotte, uh, and I got a chance to play Quail Hollow yesterday, uh, Wednesday, I should say, and it was in great shape um, and, and getting ready. They had the build out going, but I, for me, like I already tweeted out to Captains Love and Ibelman that you, you need to if you're going to consider putting any of these guys on your team, whether they automatic qualify or whether they're going to be a captain's pick, you should ask every single one of them, are you going to live? And if the answer is no, then you get to play. If the answer is yes, then you don't get to play. I don't care if you've played an event for them or not. Um, And you're not suspended already. But they should also sit down the week of the President's Cup, put all 12 guys, and let the media say, are any of you going to live? And they all say no. (laughs) and then they turn around and do it at some point weeks later, then they look foolish. So that's what I would do. I'd hold their feet to the fire, every single one of them. Mark Greenell, it's Golf Shop Radio Show. You can check it out 8 to 10 a.m. right here Saturday on Pirate Radio. Greeny, uh, other news going on in Charlotte. Who's going to be the quarterback uh, for the Panthers? We are all thinking it's going to be Baker Mayfield. Matt Rule still uh, likes the competition part of it. But how about tonight? They're going to roll with uh, P.J. Walker and Matt Corral. Uh, I read that they'd be 
alternating uh, quarters and no Mayfield, no Darnold for the Panthers tonight. So we won't get a look at those QBs uh, when they take on your Patriots coming up tonight, who, by the way, they've been fighting with all week, right? Yeah, I was going to say, there's been so many fights at that, at that uh, I guess, training camp or mixed practice, and apparently the uh, the Panthers' offense, no matter which quarterback was in there, was getting whipped by the Patriots' defense. Uh, Two-minute drills, throwing interceptions all over the place, not scoring touchdowns uh, in the red zone. So all kinds of issues for both quarterbacks. I, I guess Baker Mayfield's been kind of somewhat named the starter, um, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen again? I, Matt Rule seems to be running this like a college team, and I don't know how well uh, you know professional athletes respond to all the rah rah of a college coach. We've seen college coaches come in and fail before, and then turn around and go right back to college and have success. I love Nick Saban, so you know it's going to be interesting to see how things play out from that perspective. Uh, again, I always look at the preseason, especially the first and second quarter. You know. Not, next week is the game. The third game is when you're going to see some starters. I don't think you'll see starters for a whole lot this week again, like you just said, who's, who's quarterbacking for the for the Panthers. But I think it's a depth thing. When you, you look at who your depth players are, how well your depth players play, because you know in the second half of the season you're going to have injuries. So these are the guys that you're seeing start this game tonight that are going to be the ones that come in and help you maintain whatever your record is or, or improve your record as the season goes on as injuries happen. So – that's what I always look at in preseason games. Panthers, Pats going on tonight, NFL Network, and, of course, on uh, local TV as well. Check your local listings. Uh, Greeny, what you got coming up, 8 o'clock uh, Saturday morning on the Golf Shop Radio Show? So, as always, we'll check in with Bill Bender of the Sporting News. And we're going to head down to Myrtle Beach. And uh, old Charlie Reimer that used to be on the Golf Channel, man, hmm. he's keeping himself busy down in Myrtle Beach these days. So, we'll check in with Charlie Reimer, maybe get his take on Liv since he was – he might have been back on the tour when Greg Norman tried to do it the first time back in 1994. Uh, then we're going to check in with one of the guys who has the greatest job in the golf industry, Rob Spellman. He gets to travel around the country and out of the country and go to different resorts and golf courses, get to play, get to stay, and then writes about it. So uh, one day he's going to bring us along and have some fun. <laughs> we're going to go down to Atlanta and check in with the uh, head golf professional down at Eastlake Golf Club for a preview of the tour championship with Nick Houghton. So a lot going on. Good stuff, Greeny. Thanks for joining us today, man. Enjoy the weekend. Have a great show on Saturday, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Have a good one, too. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Pit Electric, your trusted electrical partner since 1981 and Eastern North Carolina's premier electrical contractor for the, fa- for the past 40-plus years. Pit Electric is hiring. You can join their team. Go to pitelectric.com. All right, let's take a break, come back, wrap up hour number one. Tony Dunn joining us hour two, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We will talk all things Panthers, NFL preseason, and more. It's on the way on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The sidebar in Uptown Greenville is open and ready to serve you. The Tex-Mex Fusion Restaurant offers dinner and Sunday brunch from 1030 to 230. 
Located right next door to the Dickinson Avenue Public House, the Sidebar has indoor dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy. For the latest on reservations, menu items, and more, follow the Sidebar on Facebook or on Instagram at sidebar.greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Got some Bud Light to give away. Hour number three. How about an 18-pack of bottles? And it can be yours if you're the lucky caller in the 5 o'clock hour today's program where Tony Collins will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Morgan Naylor is going to join us in that hour three as well. And uh, Tony Dunn here, CarolinaCatChronicles.com on a Friday, a game day Friday for the Carolina Panthers as they will take on the Patriots tonight in week two of the NFL preseason. Hello, Tony. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. All, all right. right. Good hey, hey, hey. What's going on with Urban Meyer over there? Oh, well, big noon kickoff, Tony. So College Game Day is the most popular kickoff show for every week of college football. Uh, But Fox has has tried to get in on it the last few years and make this a bigger and bigger deal, and they call it Big Noon Kickoff. Uh, And they will have its cast, Rob Stone, and then your players are Brady Quinn, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart. All good. And back in the mix again, Urban Meyer How is does back. He do this? How does he do it? <laughs> what? What's he like fails forward. <laughs> yeah, well, he's 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 won and he's still a winner and he's still a big name. And let's be honest, people want to tune in to see if he talks about like kicking grinding on <laughs> yeah kicking kickers <laughs> and grinding and Gosh, and whatever else so. what an awesome dude i mean he just gets to screw up screw up and get promoted and i think he'll be back at a big time college football program within the next two to three years Gosh. i don't even know what to say and now marvin i got no opinion <laughs> i'm a no opinion i'm gonna be the worst guest today because i have opinions on nothing tony came in here and said i don't want to talk about the panthers <laughs> which he is here to do uh so yeah i don't i, I tell you what though tony let's see if you have any opinions on this all right uh harold varner just double bogeyed any Yuck. opinion on that uh that drops him from seven under to five under so that is not good uh for hv3 uh hopefully uh hey cj you know how to run over here uh see if you can find panthers patriots fight and uh and and load that up for us because i want to get oh gosh i heard this soundbite i think it is awesome it is now i wish there was a pan i wish steve smith and eugene robinson were also (laughs) on microphones to talk about unfiltered yeah uh but we had the patriots side of things earlier this week so tony they've been uh and look this is another nothing burger these these joint practice fights happen every year this one uh uh, i guess kept going on and on and two days in a row when christian mccaffrey's involved you start to worry a little bit but i don't know what was your take on all the uh fighting going on i'm kind of interested if um why they're so scrappy to be honest i mean i know that things get heated you know i mean you're hitting each other you battle i mean look at hockey for instance there's a reason they fight it's because they are tussling the whole game and people get irritated Uh, i was surprised that it happened again the day too um but yeah i mean like uh the patriots were just uh i think they were uh, like go elongating the play a little bit too much you know for christian mccaffrey's taste and i do like to see the offensive linemen come in to protect their guy but i don't know if this is is something that is like is this a fiery panthers team or is this team just like 
in disarray they don't care anymore yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah i guess that you can look at it one way or the other uh do you think all the fighting is done will we see any more tonight on the field oh I, yeah i can't imagine they do it in game right yeah they you know, I mean, I don't think there's system. really a penalty for it. You mean like what? Like you don't get assessed a penalty, but in the game, you're going to be given. You can be ejected. You could be, um, you know, you're going to actually hurt the team's progress. Right. I mean, I don't see a lot of fighting in the season. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's I mean, pretty rare. You had the um, Beckham and Norman that we've talked oh, about. Oh, right? yeah, that one was crazy. That and was then, a wild one. Do you remember um, Andre Johnson? Yeah, that's the one. On Corlin Finnegan was awesome. <laughs> Andre Johnson did not speak or act out uh, for the first like 24 years of his life. And, and they just, just lost ripped it. this team <laughs> on a football field. It's just been building and building. Uh, you mentioned hockey. Uh, I got two things for you to watch on Netflix okay. if you haven't already. Have you seen Untold Crown no. and Penalties? All right. Um, well, there's the overview. They were the bad boys of hockey, a team bought by a man with mob ties run by a 17-year-old I've son. heard this story. <laughs> it though. is very yeah, entertaining. It is. So watch that, and you got to watch the Untold Manti Teo on Netflix as well. Oh, wow. That dropped this week. Is it good? I watched them both in one night, and oh, it my goodness. was really... Do you feel bad for him? Absolutely. Big time. What 100%. is he doing now? Don't know. Is he not in it? Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, he didn't say what he's doing now. So I don't. <laughs> dating? Who are you dating? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> ah, man. But like you his whole me. psyche, he went from like this, I'm the man to... It destroyed him? Yeah. It is really sad. Really, really sad. Yeah. And they interview the catfish who does not have a ton of remorse at all. It's just a dude? Well, it was a dude. It was a dude. And now... It's not a dude now? It's not a dude. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm telling you. You talk about layers? This thing's got layers. All right. Uh, can you pull up the fight? You, you know how to... All right. Let's... Uh, All right. Let's hear it. CJ Schaefer on production here. Let's hear the Patriot side of things. Scott Zolak and others kind of giving you the round-by-round -round coverage of the brawl. All right. We're live for Patriots training camp where there have been multiple fights over the last couple of days, and there's been another one, but... Uh, this follows a play on which a Patriots player was injured and remains down on the field. This drill got escalated by the Panthers here because they went after Slater on the second one. The second dust up, they were, this is number three in, in a freaking kickoff drill. A kickoff drill where the Panthers are kicking off. Patriots are in return mode. They, went, uh, they had five guys that got, off, got after Slater on the second scrum. They've separated all the players. They've sent them on their way into the next period. So you've got... Looks like it was Wilkerson. And now here comes another oh, fight, Jesus another major Christmas. fight. Uh, it's happening right in front of the stands. These guys and are a-holes, man. It's going to involve much of uh, each team at this point in time. Get these, get these clowns out of here. Oh, they're right up against the stands. And, and All now they want to do is fight. This is unreal. I've never seen anything like this. Yes. Players are and, coming from the other field and, now. And, and again, all the players from get the, in there. Here come the, the opposite Look field at the linemen go. are now running Whoa. in. This is like cattle. Now the Bills calling the team over now. Oh, there's another dust up over here. Yep, they're they're starting it's to get into it again a little 35, bit. It's 35, 35 from the Panthers here. I got the, I got the. I mean, at this point, Jim, what I do with that damn thing? You've now had three scrums that number here today in this practice. You had three of them yesterday. Oh, we got another one over here. And another one is now starting here. Holy I mean, crap. at some point, at some point, they're going to have to maybe separate Jones, these Mac two Jones teams. Jones here is chirping at one of them. Nope, he was just threw the ball to uh, Aguilar. So they're calling both teams together here. The Patriots 
It's Belichick again in the middle here. Mr. Kraft now is in the middle with Bill. Oh, <laughs> look at this, man. What I have never seen what anything. A, what a scene. Look at him. He's getting right in the middle with Bill is Mr. Kraft. Panthers are over here down on one knee as they huddle right next to the – I've never seen anything like this at a camp. But as the Panthers walked back, they didn't walk around like a they few walked, yards. They walked, they walked right, right up through. against them, so they'd be rubbing up against them as right, they walked right by. <laughs> cocky bunch, man. <laughs> those old, those cocky a-hole Panthers, Tony. Woo. Is this a new uh, – Look at these clowns. What am I, funny like a clown? What do you mean funny? <laughs> My clown to you? Uh, I mean, just so many highlights there. These guys are a -holes. It just kept going. These clowns out of here. The guy couldn't find his sheet. What did I do with that damn sheet? What did I do with it? I can't find it. I like, uh, oh, Mac Jones chirping. Well, uh, oh, no, he just threw hey, the ball on Greg. He threw it past Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> the liner coming in. Woo! Like, it, the whole thing it's is. like cattle. Incredible. And, uh, oh, and they didn't walk uh, three or four feet. No, no. Uh, they, they, they rubbed up against them. They rubbed them. Um, you know, I got no opinion. What if. Tony, this is your team. How about a bad boy Panthers Ooh, team? Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, known around the league off. as a holes. <laughs> Look, Matt Rule uh, in Camp Confidential, they dropped this kind of like hard knocks version internally done by the Carolina Panthers. And he said, Don't call your girlfriends. Don't call your agents. Go and fight for what you want out there. And they took that message to heart and they went and fought for it. This is the dirtiest team in football. Move over, it's Raiders. The, it's totally... The Panthers yeah, are back. I mean, it's just the... This is total Patriot stuff. It's like they're always victims, too. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we didn't... We just, we got caught cheating. The you play guys are, game. Yeah. yeah, the cameras. Uh, they always... Feel, it's the world against them. But it is, actually, you know, for a long time. Alright, uh, Harold Varner III just wrapped up day two, and it ended... What's the opposite of a bang? A Ooh, bust. A bust. Ended with a bust. He uh, had a double bogey. This happens to him a lot. Kind on of. 17, and it took him from tied for second all the way down to now, uh, I guess, ninth, as he is five under par, and the leader, Adam Scott, at 10 under. On the Buccaneer Music Hall Leaderboard, presented by Dub Buck. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Thank you, CJ. On Pirate Radio Live with Tony Dunn. We'll get Tony's thoughts. He was very indifferent today about everything on the quarterback decision tonight for the Panthers-Patriots game. That and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Free Beer Friday. Football Friday. We got Conley football coming your way in just over two hours. They'll kick off at 6.30, taking on Laney. We got the High School Huddle, abbreviated edition, coming up uh, in uh, about an hour and a half at 6 o'clock. So looking forward to that. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Tony Dunn. 
CarolinaCatChronicles.com here. We talked about all the fighting going on uh, between the Patriots and Panthers this week. Saw a tweet, uh, Tony, of Steve Smith and his epic post-game interview when you think Patriots-Panthers. Uh, we don't think about the Super Bowl. Nope. No, no, we don't. We think about that Thursday night game, right? I said uh, some. The classic uh, Steve Smith is asked after the game about him and was it a keep to leave? Yeah, who was also was kind of in the news again, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, his brother is under investigation. And then for somehow it. he was there supposedly. I heard, I oh, saw man. that, and I don't know if that's true or not. You know, you don't. I'm with you now. I'm starting to take your advice. Don't believe anything on the internet. <laughs> well, according to uh, witnesses, good camera work, CJ. Oh yes, hi. <laughs> um, according to witnesses. Akeeb, Akeeb, thank you. Akeeb threw the first punch. Right. So allegedly he started the fight, the and then his brother jumped in, and then apparently his brother pulled a gun and and uh, shot the other guy. Now the brother has turned himself in and is currently facing charges, but now there's a possibility that uh additional charges will be brought forth and this was over a uh a uh, really serious uh family issue between a wife and a no just kidding it was a little league football game it was a little league football game yeah. and uh the other thing is he was supposed to start um he was gonna be on the broadcast team oh, for yeah. thursday night football he's been doing games with like gus johnson <laughs> and like people have found him entertaining yeah on the air like and- i mean he uh who is uh the nbc guy that used to be with nbc uh who's doing the amazon broadcast oh al michaels al michaels was talking very highly about him so what was he gonna do like sidelines or something yeah i think yeah. so uh well that's uh well i mean and, and the hold question, off on that yeah me. i know wait a good start kind of uh par for course for him though yeah uh he was in a chain snatching yeah was he was With that richard him? sherman wait a minute no that was crabtree was that crabtree no, and was, sherman or crabtree no, and talib i think it was crabtree and talib yeah okay and then sorry. sherman called crabtree uh sorry receiver like crabtree <laughs> <laughs> trying to connect all the dots here but i brought that up because it is panthers patriots and steve smith was asked about his battle on the night with the keep to leave what was going on and he famously said go ask him i finished the game he didn't ice up son <laughs> the best what a, i mean ever. what a freaking line he's the best trash talker in the world and what's uh, also funny is that when we played the commanders last week um in the preseason the my friend lives in virginia so he had to he watched the game and listened to the um the commanders broadcast team and he was like man these guys are ridiculous they are just like such homers they're just like over there kind of like cheering instead of being broadcast he said it would be like if we watched the game like a watch along with us and i was like well who is it who is it who was it and they go and then it was fred smoot and i was like and then after the game they smitty and him did a video i I didn't get to watch the video but i thought man you ended his career Ended Smoot's career. Yeah, remember uh, it was Minnesota? the Robo. Yeah, the Robo yeah, game. Yeah, that's right. Like, and he put like two hundred up on Smoot, and yeah. then Smoot just fell apart from then on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> See, I Smoot was a little older than Smitty. Yeah, and he didn't have any. I don't. I don't remember any big like Steve Smith Washington matchups with uh, 
would smoot really but yeah that was the minnesota smoot and then he did the rowboat right? i was a big fan of smoot just because he was a southern like he had a huge southern country accent right and would talk trash non-stop i went to a game he got the game winning pick and like ran down the entire stadium and everybody <laughs> like he, he was fun he was and he got burnt like everybody but yeah a great trash talker but uh yeah i didn't think about that smitty put the death nail in yeah he did it never <laughs> was the same again uh so tony i saw a stat uh, this week they were talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady six and zero versus the Cowboys. And that was the stat that I saw. So I was like, "All right, well, what's Tom Brady's record mm. versus everybody else?" Um, Tony, the Tom Brady has faced the Panthers ten times in his career. What do you think his record is? Um, we know one loss because we just talked about one. You said ten times. Yeah, I probably say he's seven and three. Ding ding ding. You know your Panthers and know your Brady. Now, I guess if this is up to date, which I assume it to be, this would include probably a four and zero record the last two years. Yeah, I don't know if I can't believe I can't imagine we beat them in the last two years. Which I know we him. beat them on Monday Night Football, um, where Luke Keekley got like uh, they picked the flag up and yeah, Tom Brady yeah. got real mad that that when we beat them in 2017 we went to the Patriot uh went to New England and Cam put up five touchdowns on them I don't know the th- I'm trying to figure out what the third one is my yeah maybe yeah. early Brady I don't know yeah, maybe but uh so how about this one I can't wait to pull this one out for uh Tony Collins later the uh Brady's played the Bills 36 times in his oh, career oh man is he 36 and 0? It's 33 and 3 <laughs> against the Bills. Oh my goodness, that is stupid. Uh 10 and 0 against the Falcons. That's crazy. So uh yeah, you can look up these uh Brady numbers. They're pretty incredible. Uh the Broncos are 9 and 9 against Tom Brady. Oh nice. It's actually a good record there. I'm trying to see if he has a losing record against anyone. And I am it's 5 and 4 against one team. Failing to find that. Let's see the 5 and 4. Five and four against the Rams. Five and five against the Saints. Uh, outside of that, he winning record against everybody. everybody. So there 12 you twelve and three, four and zero against the against the Bucks. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Tom Brady, real quick, have you been? So he's been away from the team. Todd Bowles said he knew he was going to have an extended absence. Have you seen anything about that? I heard. I heard it was just like he wanted to devote time to his family. Well, there is a. Uh, it's a conspiracy theory going on. I believe it was started by Reddit and a, a poster there, and they started doing some dot connecting. The, there's a theory, Tony, that he is filming for the reality show, The uh, Masked Singer. <laughs> and so why why is this a theory? Well, his good buddy Gronk did it. So okay, okay you got that connection. Tom Brady has a deal ready with Fox when he's done playing football. Oh, and it's with that Fox. show is on Fox. Ooh. Todd Bowles said he knew that this was going to happen. Going to happen, which you schedule those things in advance. Yeah, and you wouldn't do family time at during camp. Yeah, you could do that in July or whatever. So that is the Ooh, and the I, internet Reddit, dude, the detectives <laughs> of the world. Uh, that would be awesome if that comes out to be true. I will never watch it because I haven't watched that show, but uh, just the theory that's out there. And how hot and exhausting would it be to do that in that costume? Oh, like no. in big, giant costumes. Yeah. Wild. Not uh, not into it. All right. Uh, what about the decision tonight for the Carolina Panthers? So now we are down to three preseason games. 
the less the better as far as i'm concerned we saw four panthers quarterbacks against the commander uh, you know what i should start there did you get anything from that game last week um the funny thing was panthers fans talking about matt corral and they were doing it tongue-in-cheek matt corral game-winning drive and he was like one for ten. Oh, it's terrible eight yards awful guys head ripped penalty 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 uh sam howell looked pretty good on the the commander side of things uh panthers had guys (laughs) wide open all day that was very concerning for washington the secondary but i don't know anything you got in that game the the first one is that baker came out and looked sharp in that first drive and you were kind of uh, you know, I've been a little surprised at how much they've played starters uh, throughout the league in these fir- in the first preseason game. I always figured that the game two was going to be the one that they were going to play a lot of starters, which is another strange conversation we're about to have. But, uh, you know, we're just kind of looking what Baker was going to do. He gets the ball first. He comes down. He marches down the field. It was really perfect until he, bought, you know, he fumbled a snap. Uh, luckily, he didn't turn the ball over. They were able to settle for a field goal. We get a turnover. So, I mean, look, is he looked good and sharp in game mode. Um, and then Sam Darnold gets the ball on, like, the 20, throws a great pass with pressure in his face for a touchdown. So, you know, you're just kind of watching those quarterbacks go back and forth. And then we learned that Iki Aquanu was going to be the left tackle. and start. He earned the starting job in that game. Um, and then I guess the last kind of concept is just, Man, Matt Corral, you know, you don't you don't know if it's playing with the fours, if it's just because he was playing with such kind of the bum squad that he looked that he looked overwhelmed. The game looked very fast to him. <clears throat> you know, so he struggled. So a lot of people were disappointed with that. And I guess the question is just how do you manage these the roster in these uh preseason games to not only evaluate talent but also to help guys progress? And that was kind of the question mark for panther fans is like you put baker in then you go with darnold but then you played pj for the entire the entirety of like the back end of the first quarter all the way through the second and then he came out you thought you're going to see matt corral come out or i thought he's going to come out after half and they were going to give him the second half just to learn and develop that was my uh strategy last friday to a t and i was like i'm gonna nail this but then they put and then yeah and then the pj came out so you know that was kind of you know we're scratching our heads on that and we'll talk more because that's what people are saying tonight is with, with the quarterback lineup how they've announced it it's kind of bizarre and to some people and then the last i guess the final point with that is that a lot of people um were looking at sam howell going man he looks a lot better than mackerel and that was just uh, come on that was one uh, the, the people that say and i'm trying to remember oh it was when kenny pickett and this is a great example of it. this was last week before Pickett's game and before Howe's game, but it was uh, some writer and they were like Washington uh, waited and got Sam Howe at an amazing value while the Steelers reached for Pickett and look at what they're doing right now. What do we do? Declare a winner right now? Washington yeah. wins it? Like what? Who cares? Like and just Pickett relax. was pretty good. He was. That's again. Just all a bunch of underneath stuff, though, which is fine. And he might suck this week, and he might do good the following week. Whatever. Let's let's relax on calling a winner, declaring a winner here. I mean, we got to get up here and talk about something for an hour. Yeah, and 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 here's what what they do. And Tony, my I love talking junk, trash talk. Uh, One of my favorite things to do. My favorite thing to do is to use somebody's words against them, or use somebody 
uh what they've done in the past against them currently and i was doing that during the game on saturday i'd found the video of you cheering for heineke in washington okay. while heineke was driving down the field and literally was about to type out tony is a phony well-known heineke and washington supporter quote tweeting with the video under it and he throws an interception as I was, and luckily i did not hit send yet and i was like all right phone down we'll uh we'll save that one maybe for later uh, but man i had it in the chamber ready to right go on. and uh somebody caused some pressure on heineke causing that interception uh, so there you go. All right. So tonight, the Panthers. Uh, we haven't seen PJ Walker enough. We need more PJ. Walker. Uh, that is the. That's the <laughs> other thing. So we love to argue on the internet about all of these points. And again, I'm like at the no opinion po- position. But um, some people went out there and said this is there were two things that people said like when you were like, well, why are they playing PJ so much? One strategy was is like they want to showcase him for like because Matt Rule likes him, so they want to make sure he gets a job when they cut him. That was one thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other was, well, they want to learn what they got in him. I was like, you coached him in college. You started him. He started in like important NFL games yes. already, right? Like when do you learn like how long is it gonna take to figure it out? So I'd take that one off the board. I kinda like your first one more, if anything, that's like just helping him keep a job. Maybe. Yeah, because you're not gonna cut your rookie uh no, corral, you right? And boy, PJ does have a cannon, dude. This guy just throws missiles. So he's going to play. I, I read, Tony, I believe they're going to alternate quarters. Is that what they're going to yeah, do? Yeah, I think he's going to start, and then Corral's going to play the second. Then um, PJ come out for the third, and Corral play the fourth. I'll tell you what tonight's important for, who it's important for, is those Corral backers that are the, the Corral stands out there. One bad game, okay, well, whatever, yeah. first appearance. If he has two in a row, they're not going to have much to chirp about. No, here. especially, like, I mean, my co-host wanted him to have a shot at starting right. this year, which is a lot of people told me is a lunatic for those things. But um, I think the, the other thing that's making Panther, driving Panther fans nuts with this is that, like, we haven't figured out who the starter is between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. So people are asking, well, if you don't know who your starter is, is this not a an evaluation <laughs> moment? True. And pa- the Panther fans are really upset with the way that Matt Rule's been kind of manufacturing this competition. And to bring up the commanders, um, Ron Rivera's given Sam... Oh, nice shot. Uh, Ron Rivera's given Sam uh, Howell a chance to run with the ones in practice. So... He's given him an opportunity to put him in a place to actually win the job, maybe, or or get better. Yeah. And that's where Panther fans are just kind of wondering, is like, what is – this plan is the most bizarre plan and to, in a lot of people's minds. Uh, Tony Dunn, Carolina Cat Chronicles.com, joining us. I did uh, make a quite a bit of a leap after watching the game Saturday. I'm starting to think Curtis Samuel might be a real person. Did he see him? I saw him. He made some catches. He was running around. He's fast. And I'm not going to freak out or anything, but I'm, I'm, it's kind of like seeing Bigfoot in the grainy footage. 
I like old neighbors so. did. I hope so. Uh, I was shocked. I could not believe he's out there running in a preseason game making plays, and we couldn't see him in practice or a real game last year. So I just hope it's a positive sign. And he hadn't even been in training camp, really. Not much. He's had injuries pop up here and there. So it was good to see him on the field. I'm not quite ready to fully acknowledge him as a person yet. but I know. Maybe. I wonder if anybody's got him in our fantasy league. Probably not. I wouldn't think so. It'd be a bizarre pick, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, at this point. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Uh, bring CJ in, talk about his Steelers and uh, Kenny Pickett for a moment. Tyler Sneed making some plays the other night. That was fun to watch. Take a timeout, come back, more to go after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back the pirate radio football kickoff party presented by bud light on thursday september 1st is approaching fast and tickets are on sale right now for only 10 bucks and 100 percent of those ticket sales will be donated to four local charities, SportWorks Ministries, Riley's Army, Daughters for Dads, Heather Ann Pertee Scholarship Fund at the ECU School of Nursing. The kickoff party will feature entertainment by America's favorite 80s tribute band, The Breakfast Club, plus the world-famous Budweiser Clydesdales will be on site for photos. The place to be to kick off football season is at the State Theater in downtown Greenville for the best party of the year. Go to PR927FM.com right now to get your tickets before they sell out, and we'll see you on Thursday, September 1st. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, hanging out. Another Tony joining us in Hour 3. Touchdown, Tony Collins making his return to Pirate Radio Live coming up at 5 o'clock. Panthers Patriots tonight again on the road another kind of quirk to this three game preseason schedule Tony Panthers only play one home game they got two on the road and uh will finally play a home preseason game next week I guess so yeah yeah when, when you have an odd number right you gotta play so they had the amount. uh the fan fest last what Thursday, <laughs> Thursday I guess. yeah uh so then the pan the fans will get a, a chance to see them one more time before the regular so season. I wonder if we can we kind of like make a mental note of this well next year they have two home preseason games right. I would think so just because the way the league does and you want to make can the include money. that in your season ticket yeah. they probably want to make it all even although I don't know how do they do make goods for the teams that play home games in Germany and England and all that stuff that's a great question uh also tonight saints at packers and texans at rams uh the panthers patriots and texans rams nfl network although if you're around here you can watch the panthers on local tv with steve smith on the call which i did enjoy that from last week had a little kind of uh rookie jitters in a way but uh yeah i mean he's he's just honest and we like honest people and that's that's what's great about him you know what else i enjoyed i was uh riding around and uh the game was over and i accidentally flipped back to the station because i was listening to some of uh washington's like late drive but i heard eugene Still on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Still around. Was Thank he doing post game stuff? Yeah, I think, yeah, he does post game. He doesn't do the in game stuff anymore. We need a Eugene Steve Smith 
broadcast. That would be awesome. With just yelling. <laughs> and probably, it would probably end in them getting in a fight at some point during the second half about offense and defense. Well, remind me a lot, actually, of Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley going back and forth on Hard Knocks. Have you, I don't know. If you've I've watched that. episode one. Yeah. And, um, I got to say this is that I thought that Dan, I made a bad joke on Dan Campbell because I saw one clip from it before I watched the show because I thought he was going to cry again. And I just said, Dan Campbell, stay crying. But I like him. Well, you're not wrong either. Right. Like he's very emotional. Yeah. He is living it. He's trying his damnedest to, to win games there. Uh, let's just say it's like I like their coaching staff more than I like Matt Rule. Yeah, you know, is yeah. that? I mean, well, I, Tony. I mean, we could go around the league and name every coach and see if you can find one you'd rather have than Matt Rule. Rather have Matt Rule than that guy. It's just the, but the talk is like when he was talking to his players, it just seemed more authentic. Like yeah. Matt Rule's stuff, he's just like we we did the camp confidential. We talked about this. It's like he's just such a nerd, man. And it's just like I don't know how you could get so amped up for him and here is actually a big criticism for him and i don't know if is is that are these competitions that he's manufacturing or kind of sort of manufacturing is this like him bringing the college game a to the pro stage some people have that question and i they, hear that a lot about how he he's a college fit right he should probably get and that. then the last is this is he talks so much in these like idealistic terms about the team and like doing it for you know it's like putting the team before everything and I, it just seems like a message that really sounds like it would fit to an 18 19 year old kid at a college where yes alabama's gonna be around way longer than you are but in the pros it's almost a player driven game more than the team and I, don't, I don't know i just wonder how that message is resonating with the players and is does he really mean it or is it just kind of cliche i don't know and you don't have to look a certain way to be a great coach but you've got the ron rivera dan campbell barrel chested big tough played you've got the cool hip New coach for the Dolphins and Shanahan and uh, right. McVay. And look, Belichick looks like he didn't ever play football, but he did. But he's had success. So you don't have to look a certain way. And he's cool, actually. But Matt Rule's look. Like, you know what he needs, Tony? He needs LeVar Arrington to come in and talk about how he played with Matt Rule and how he was a good football player. <laughs> and everybody like on real, the team yeah. would be like... He's like the smartest dude I ever met. We tutored this guy, yeah, for real? Yeah, this, okay. the same guy? I'll yeah. listen to I him, agree. man. I agree. He just doesn't have that and look. And he doesn't even really sound like a brilliant football guy either. That's the other thing, is he doesn't... Is he an offensive genius? No. Is he a defensive genius? No. It doesn't seem like it. Like, what is he really great at? I don't know. Some guys look like football coaches. One of those guys is Mike Tomlin, uh, head coach of Ooh, the you, Steelers. Did you see this video floating around of him and the kids? Oh, yeah. Apparently, he saw a street fight, and like, then he got him out doing rope drills. <laughs> He's yeah. like, kids, let's put this energy to in a, in a more positive way. Rope drills. All right, run them. Let's go. On the whistle. Uh, Steelers-Jaguars Saturday night preseason. Uh, CJ, Kenny Pickett slinging it game winning drive you fired up that button is really far away it's a tough button to hit okay it i am excited um there were i think you mentioned it a little bit ago there's already been people saying uh 
the Steelers reached for Kenny Pickett in the first round. Well, that was one per. Uh, yeah. Oh, I that thought was you a said very there were bad people, example, but, but yeah. I mean, it's just a weird thing to say right now, especially you know, week two of the preseason. How do you know that? I mean, I know. I'm, and and you, by the way, have not been very excited, maybe less so than Tony, about what's been happening at Steelers camp. So, did that game like at least give you something the yeah, other night? Yeah, it's given me it's given me a little bit of excitement. I just don't want to, I don't want to get too excited and be let down so i'm trying to just trying to just hold it in for now but i will say i'm very excited about george pickens what i've seen yeah. from him already he looks like a stud he had what injuries at georgia yes is that really i think why injuries he was not like one a, of the a little bit of behavioral issues okay. but we the dealt Steelers, with antonio brown for a long time we've they, got chase claypool on there right now so the steelers don't miss with athletic talented head case wide receivers right i mean y'all no, y'all get them uh, all every and they're single good. one and they're good with you and then they go somewhere else and they aren't as good <laughs> right uh the one thing with pickett what you were talking Pickett's, about is oh pickett uh sorry There's, yeah it's Pickett's <clears> going back is i i really get it i think the hyper and uh, like analysis of the draft has created this, this impetus to do this is like this idea that you draft a guy too high like oh he would have been good like and this is like all the draft nerds will say this oh i like him but i just like him in the third not the second <laughs> yeah and if pickett turns out to be a starter it doesn't matter where you draft him at if you draft him at the number one overall pick and he turns out to be a starter for five plus years then he was worth the value there. And like, so I just get irritated with this. People say, like, oh, well, man, I, Zach Martin's great, but I wouldn't draft him in the top 10. I mean, he's all pro guard. Like, I mean, is would you rather pick John Ross in the top 10 and him be terrible? Oh, but he's a wide receiver. So it's just, I don't. I know he's going to be a bust, but I'd rather pick him here right. than yeah. uh, the next time. And right. I agree with you 100%. That's uh, heading into the draft. That's something I mentioned is everybody's got this this notion that analytics are they tell the whole story and they really don't i mean there's and there's a lot of people who when you talk to uh you talk to people who study the draft a lot they talk about oh like for example kyle hamilton this year they said oh you shouldn't take him too high there's not a whole lot of positional value at safety so what you like him take him he's a he's a stud he was in college and he will be now take him well i wonder if that's fans talking tony or if that is do the teams worry about that stuff too it turns out that these organizations are susceptible to this kind of discourse as well you know i mean and like i know know that we like to think that they're not but they react emotionally in this and maybe they're not as calculated as we think in some ways but for instance like this is what is derwin james do you think he was a good value at 25 where he was picked 25 or whatever he was at yes so would he have been if you picked him at 12 would that have been too much like what is the defining moment right. where all of a sudden the value meets the the this and none of it is certain that's the thing if these players work out that's actually the big question is not whether or not you got the right value is like we're asking if look vernon butler was picked as a at defensive tackle in the top well in the first round by the panthers in the back end of the first round he just got cut by the raiders you know what I mean? It's like you have to hit on the pick first, yeah. and then we could start talking about if it was a <laughs> exceptional value. Right. Yeah. And then let's hypothetically let's say you only have your seven picks in the draft, one for each round. If you have, for example, you said Derwin James, if you take him at the twenty fifth overall pick, sure, somebody can say that you picked him too high. What if he's not there the next time around? They yeah. really wanted that guy. Now you can't have him. Yeah, and then you get a safety who's not good right. in the third round. 
Look, we and we're gonna, we do this with because uh, we don't run teams, but we do run fantasy football teams. Yep. I remember my draft last year. I've got uh, uh, coming up next Saturday, and this is going to happen again. I picked James Conner because I was in that spot where I just needed some depth at running back, and everybody was kind of grown like, oh, man, what a boring pick, James Conner. He was awesome last year. I picked Curtis Samuel later in the draft. Great pick, man. You nailed that pick. Oh, awesome. And like, no. No, he didn't no, play a single Not at game. all. So I don't, I'm never going to say great pick or bad <laughs> pick, and I don't want anybody else to say it to me either because we don't know. And uh, just to stick on our fantasy league, one, I got one criticism about CW. It's not a criticism, a question. I got to <laughs> ask him about this. Is like, was he, when he came on the show, was he trying to divert, like, divert our attention? Because he said, oh, I don't know if I would take, uh, who was the running back? He took, oh, the Derrick Henry conversation. Yeah, Derek, oh. Right, so it was kind of like, oh, look over here, and then he took Derrick Henry. But the other one that was interesting, and it wasn't him, but he goes, he kind of. I was asking him if I made the right question on my or the right choice on Mike Williams, and I could have kept Mike Williams at the in the fifth round, and I was like, is that a good? Val-? And then he kind of gave me a negative di- like discussion of why he's not an exceptional receiver in fantasy. Made sense. And then you picked him in the fourth round. Yeah, <laughs> and I was right. like, oh, man, what I, did I get – did he get – did you overpay for him? He told me I shouldn't keep Jalen Hurts and then drafted him and now has him as a top-five quarterback. So this I'm, is his plan. I'm pretty sure he did that. Yeah. And uh, we got to be – Kudos to him. He's playing, playing y'all the, like a fiddle. <laughs> yeah, he's playing the real game. All right, uh, Tony, what are y'all doing tonight for Panthers-Patriots? Uh, big, t- big, big show. Usually we have uh, the Friday free-for-all, which is the show where all fans can – you know come on and be a part of the podcast um and we're gonna do that and have a watch along so instead of the post game show we always do a post game it's a since it's a night game it would be late we just merged the two together into a watch along post game-ish type format where you can be a part of it so we just hit four thousand subscribers on youtube like we're really starting to take off we appreciate y'all's support if you come on over and check it out we appreciate it all right so what time is that kicking off the uh, seven yeah we're starting at six 30 or 615 right. tonight. Yeah. I'll check that out. Uh Tony Dunn also will be at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, correct? I hope so. Yeah. Uh so that'll be coming up very, very soon, less than two weeks away, Thursday, September 1st. You can get your tickets for ten dollars at PR927FM.com. One hundred percent of the ticket sales donated to these four local charities. Sport Works Ministries, Riley's Army, Daughters for Dads. And uh, the Heather Ann Perty Scholarship Fund at the ECU School of Nursing. Tony, uh, the Budweiser Clydesdale, one of them, will be out there at the party. Nice. For you How'd to you get that. Oh, man, you know how we do. That's pretty cool. I thought they retired those guys. <laughs> oh, man. They don't do the commercials with them anymore, do they? Yeah, where? What are you talking really? about? Okay, they to, have them at the Super Bowl sometimes. You need to get up on okay. your uh, Clydesdale information, man. <laughs> I swear, I somebody's heard. been feeding you some bad Clydesdales information. You sure you don't have a retired Clydesdale? It's still a. Cl- what are you talking about? <laughs> a Clydesdale's a Clydesdale. I mean, what do you mean retired? From the Budweiser family? I don't know. No, they're all, you don't retire. Are you retired from the Dunn family? What are you talking about? Right <laughs> Might have to. <laughs> so uh, the really cool thing is so they're going to be here all week uh, and a weekend. But on Friday, they are going to be delivering uh, Budweiser and Budweiser products nice. to the local shops around here. 
that carry their product including pirate radio so we're going to get a delivery and there's going to be eight lined up the information on the the you know the carriage deal and everything they bring the beer the the clydesdales are bringing the beer yes they came out of retirement they are not retired (laughs) (laughs) this is like uh who uh gronk or whatever retires comes back retires uh, so that is uh, pretty cool, and we'll have one of those beautiful horses uh, at the party on That's that awesome. Thursday night. All right, Tony, thanks for hanging yeah, out, man. thanks for having me. We'll talk to you next week. Panthers Pats going on tonight, and uh, check out the C3 crew as they'll be watching the game. You can watch it with them and comment. We will take a timeout. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live on tap. Tony Collins going to join us. Also, Morgan Ehlers, and we have a producer change, Wes Hines. What a huge hour three we have on tap for you here on PRL. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. And it's the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town. Sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is Clip Rock. Hour three coming up. End of this segment. We're going to make you a winner. How about an 18-pack of Bud Light bottles? It can be yours if you are the lucky caller, if you're 21 or older, and if you have not won a prize on Pirate Radio this month. So that's coming up uh, in just a few minutes. Let's welcome in Wes Hines to the program. Wes, filling in for Shirley this last hour. Hello, Wes. Hello, Clipper. How Good. are you, sir? Doing great. Doing What's up, great. Wes? Hey, Tony. How you been, man? And been that great. is the voice of Touchdown Tony Collins. I'm back. Here you know football's on the uh, approaching when Tony Collins <laughs> joins us. Tony, how you been, man? I've been doing great, man. Everything's lovely. I've been traveling, traveling the world, visiting my kids, and now I'm back, awesome. back in town. I, I thought you joined the live golf tour we hadn't seen you in so long but uh no you're back here with us they yeah. they hadn't offered you that <laughs> no that's 75 they didn't million, give me uh, the money they didn't, they didn't, they're not paying me enough yet. all right fair enough yeah. tony uh we got a lot of football to talk about we'll talk some football as well with uh our guest on the pit electric lifeline morgan aylers joining the program here today on pirate radio live morgan how you doing sir I am honored. I am blessed to be on with Tony Collins, <laughs> young man, and I say young with all due respect, Tony. That made the morning boost on the Today Show. What's going on, Morgan? <laughs> and man, that was awesome. Yes, sir. A uh, couple of greats here: Morgan Aylers, Tony Collins, joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Morgan got the high school huddle, an abbreviated edition uh, coming up tonight at six o'clock. We had the full hour edition, which you can check out. Uh, before the games tonight, but we got uh, it coming up at 6 o'clock because Conley's going to kick off at 6.30 tonight, Morgan. Uh, exciting time. High school football season is back. Yeah, it was. We recorded it yesterday morning, had the full show last night. We've got a sh- uh, abbreviated show, as you mentioned, tonight, and Conley's taking on Laney. 
That game will be at 6.30 right here on Pirate Radio for the game of the week. And going to preview the Rose-Wilson-Hunt game tonight as well as uh, South Central and Kinston. They're going to be doing battle tonight. So Kendrick Parker area kicks off at South Central. Will uh, Coach Will Bland in his third season with the Rampants. A lot of expected from the Rampants this year. Got a pretty good squad. So excited to be uh, here for high school football once again. A couple of finals from last night. Morgan Washington, Perry Owens and company picking up a win over Pamlico 40-14. to And Sean Murphy and his JP2 squad picking up a win over Bishop McKinnis. So uh, two finals already from area teams and a lot of games going on tonight. Tony, do uh, you have any memories about dominating on the high school field back in the day? Uh, yeah, I do, man. You know, uh, back in high school, you you probably one of the fastest guys on the field back then. And uh, so I got a big awakening when I came to college. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I remember four touchdowns and 200 yards a game or something. Just like every that. Friday? Well, not Just, every Friday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the local legend at Pinyan, New York. Uh, did you? Did they let you play defense or were you all I was, I was one of the top linebackers uh, in the in the conference uh, uh, doing my doing my heyday all right good deal <laughs> going both ways tony collins Absolutely. morgan uh looking forward to that looking forward to another scrimmage for ecu and media day coming up on saturday and uh, i gotta say it, it was great to hear mike houston as these guys come back from they had a food poisoning some kind of illness thing going on at, at camp last week and knocked out holt nailers knocked out ryan jones jeremy lewis and others for a few days but really sounds like they came back strong morgan that, that's a positive sign yeah, a lot of the guys, it, it took them a couple of days to get back, you know, get hydrated fully again and start eating again. That's that's another key. And, Tony, you've been – I'm sure you've had it sometime during your career when you get sick like that and you're, you, you're already a, a finely tuned machine for the most part. But when you can't drink or you can't eat for a couple of days, that really just throws your whole body out of whack. But the guys fought through it, and from what I understand, they've had a really good week and a half of practice getting ready for their final scrimmage tomorrow. And uh, then getting ready to uh, get ready for the Wolfpack in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Kickoff, man. It's exciting. And uh, I think it's going to be a really special year. I've said it for a while, but I think everybody around here is starting to believe it, too. It could be a real special year this year for the Pirates. Jeremy Lewis, uh, on that note, he said that they held him out of practice because he lost so much weight. He couldn't get his weight back up, and they wouldn't let him get back on the practice field to, to, until he was able to kind of replenish his body so uh that, that's kind of a weird deal you ever had food poisoning Tony? i've never had food poisoning before so i really don't know what they're going through but it, like 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 morgan said man when you when you uh when you're out there in that sun and you can't get uh your energy up like that it's a it's a tough situation morgan sounds like coach houston's ready to finalize some depth chart positions following saturday's scrimmage that third running back uh one that we're looking at and the uh the young freshman marlon gunn's name keeps popping up you've got camaro edmonds there and of course pop mckay sounds like it's been a a good battle and uh marlon gunn the true freshman getting some rave reviews from coach kirkpatrick this week sounds like he's been doing a good job from what I understand, I think they all have. And, you know, you got to – and this is changing the subject a little bit, Clip, but look at the names in that running back room. You've got Marlon. you got Nemo. you got Camaro. you got Raji. you got – I mean, it's just – It's an all-name group. <laughs> that is. That could be like the the all-name group for the country. Marlon, Nemo. I mean, you know, come on. Wasn't that a, weren't they in a movie? Nemo, Nemo was. Or, 
Yeah. Nemo and Marlon. We found Nemo and Marlon. Yeah. Look, I'm excited, not only for the names, but uh, for what they're doing on the field. And how about uh, the receiver position, uh, Morgan? Isaiah Winstead also getting positive reviews from camp, as are a lot of guys, Jalen Johnson and and others. So that's – I'm still intrigued to see the first three, four receivers on the field against NC State. I think it could still be up in the air. It might be. I think you're going to see a, uh, a core group of probably five or six. But what's really exciting about this group, you've got Isaiah Winstead, you've got uh, C.J. Johnson, uh, and, you know, hope, you know, keeping uh, his on the head on the right frame of mind and on the straight and narrow a little bit, which if he's there, man, he's as good as anybody in the country. But you've got, you know, you've got Isaiah Winstead, 6'2", 6'3", C.J. 6'3". Then you've got Ryan Jones coming in 6'3", 6'4" about 250, then you got Shane Calhoun that can move out there. I think you're going to see a lot of different formations for the Pirates this year. And uh, you've got to have a, I mean, a very big receiving core that's going to be tough to match up against any defense. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pit Electric Live line. Tony Collins in studio. Tony already brought up ECU NC State. How are you feeling about the game, Tony? I mean, you know, I'm I'm so anxious to see what we have. I mean, it looks really good on paper, but you know, gelling everybody together. I just want to see it. You know, it's going to be a tough game uh, playing North Carolina State, the very first game of the season. You know, I always like Elon the very first game of the season, (laughs) and they haven't done that in a while, Tony. They have loaded up Week One with NC State, UCF, and a tough one against App State yeah. to start the season. Yeah. Where is, we got Campbell week three. <laughs> we should have them week one yeah. and then North Carolina State week two. So that's how this shit goes. But it, it's going to be tough, man, because North Carolina State's a good team. But like Morgan said, man, we, we got we – got, we got the players. We just got to put it all together, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen on that, on that date. So NC State preseason ranked 13th. The AP poll came out this week. You've also got BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati on ECU schedule. They're all in the top 25. Mm. So that's four teams preseason. And uh, Tony, you played in an era where East Carolina played a lot of good teams. Morgan, you've been around a while as well. I, and I've been asking the question, you know, do you remember going into a season with that many ranked teams? I, I'll, I'll start with you, Morgan. How about you? No, not on the schedule. I, I don't, I'm not right off the top of my head. I, I really can't, you know, one or two maybe. Uh, but you have to ask yourself the question, how much of the rankings is based on what they did last year? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not taking in, uh, into account the, the players that left. In my opinion, Cincinnati's one of them. I mean, they lost four, five, six guys to the NFL, and they're having to replace a whole lot of different people. Yeah, they've had some really good recruiting classes, but they're they're pretty much untested in a lot of areas. So my question is Cincinnati ranking a little bit. And I think on the flip side of that, BYU is going to be ranked higher at the end of the year than they are right now at 25. Well, they will be until we beat them in October. <laughs> and, then, and then we make the, the folks in Utah who don't like to drink, they're going to want to go out and drink after this. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Tony, uh, how about you when you played here? Do you remember a, a schedule that that loaded up? Absolutely like that? not, not not that not that high at, at all. Our, our big games were North Carolina, North Carolina State, and you know Wake Forest and big games like that when I was coming up. But uh, I guess it know, was later in the eighties that when they would play Miami, Florida right, State. Right, I was gone. With, yeah, I, I got to play Florida State, but I, I never played Miami or the other teams that they played. One, uh, I left in eighty, so they started playing those games in eighty one and eighty two and eighty three. It's a tough one, but uh, but heck, uh, we're tough too, right, Morgan? Tough. Yeah, we, I, I always want to try to imitate Mr. T. Man, you can't do a Mr. T impression. <laughs> I was trying to do that. You know, tough. What what, what does he say? Prediction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Morgan. Yeah, what what's your prediction this year? I know you got the inside scoop. Now you got your son there. Y'all know your son be telling you what's going on. Uh, what, tell me, give me the inside scoop on what you feel. You want me to give you the prediction? The, the prediction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's your prediction of, of the season? How many how many wins are we gonna get this year? Is it gonna be nine? Yes. Oh, it's gonna be ten. Nine. <laughs> We're gonna get nine wins this year. It's gonna be. It will be ten with the bowl game. Nine and three. So nine ten and, and three. three overall. Eleven and three. No, nine and three. Yeah, uh, ten and three overall. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. And that's on the low side. <laughs> All right, I'm with you. I'm with you, Morgan. I'm with you, man. The Kool Aid, baby. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> it tastes so sweet in the month of August, doesn't it? Man. We are undefeated right now. <laughs> <laughs> he lost a nary game. Morgan, good stuff, man. Uh, we'll check you out 6 o'clock uh, on the high school huddle as you get folks ready for a night of high school football. Looking forward to that. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Thanks a lot, guys. And, TC, always good talking to you. All right, man. The senior, the tailgates. All right, there he is. Morgan Ayler is joining us on the Pit Electric live line. Uh, Pitt Electric is hiring. If you uh, want to join their team, you can do so today by going to pittelectric.com. So, Tony, they are wrapping up fall camp this week. They'll get back to being student athletes next week with classes beginning and your normal uh, in-season uh, practice will begin next week. So, I don't know. What, any memories of, uh, of fall camp? It sounds like it's pretty brutal. But it also sounds like guys are uh, excited to be out there. So what do yeah, you? Yeah, the, the the excitement of you know going through the going through fall camp. You know, you know it's uh, you got to go through about a couple, about, about at least a month of really working really hard. But it's it's really exciting for the guys. I know for me, but right now because you know they're what? How many days away? We are. 10 days, 10, 11 we, days. we were fifteen. So fifteen is that the number? Yeah. Yeah, yeah two weeks away from your start of the season, man. You you know you you you're excited. Everything is going well. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's everybody's on one accord, and uh, it's an exciting time. I I can feel it. Uh, you know, just for me, every time when the month of July comes and the month of August comes, there's a there's a ticket that goes out off inside of me. That's football season is getting ready to start again. So it's a it's an exciting time for for me, and I know it's an exciting time for the for the kids, man. Uh, it's one of the in the prime of their lives and seeing what they can do uh, this year. For, uh, it's going to be exciting. CJ, can you show Wes where the uh, Patriots Panthers clip is that we played earlier? I want to play it for Tony in a second. Uh, this is the point where guys are tired of beating up on each yeah. other, right? And, I mean, look, just like everywhere, and I haven't heard any tell of it for East Carolina this year, but you have some skirmishes every now and then, offense, defense, beating heads. Uh, And now in the NFL, see, unlike college, NFL has these joint practices. Yeah. 
Well, the Patriots and Panthers have been throwing hands been all week, Tony. It, ain't they? <laughs> uh, do you know personally Scott Zolak? Are you? I don't know him personally. Okay. I know him, but not personally. And he's a former Patriots quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's got a reputation now of kind of running his mouth and being a giant Patriots homer. Mm-hmm. Well, so earlier this week, Zolak and two other guys are reporting live from Patriots camp when they're doing the uh, the joint practices, yeah. the scrimmages. And uh, it turns out they're doing a play-by-play blow of the fights. And Zolak <laughs> is the loudmouth guy here. But let's hit that and, uh, and check it out, Tony, from the Patriots' perspective. <laughs> All right, we're live for Patriots training camp where there have been multiple fights over the last couple of days, and there's been another one. But uh, this follows a play on which a Patriots player was injured and remains down on the field. This drill got escalated by the Panthers here because they went after Slater on the second one. The second dust up, they were. This is number three in, in a freaking kickoff drill, a kickoff drill where the Panthers are kicking off. Patriots are in return mode. They, uh, went, they had five guys that got off, got after Slater on the second scrum. They've separated all the players. They've sent them on their way into the next period. So you've got. Looks like it was Wilkerson. And now here comes another oh, fight, Jesus another major Christmas. fight. Uh, it's happening right in front of the stands. These guys and are it's, a-holes, man. It's going to involve much <laughs> of uh, each team at this point in time. Get these, get these clowns out of here. Oh, they're right up against the stands. And, and All now they want to do is fight. This is unreal. I've never seen anything like this. Yes. Players are and, coming from the other field and, now. And, and again, all the players from get the, in there. Here come the, the opposite field Look at the linemen go. are now Whoa. running in. This is like cattle. <laughs> now the Bills calling the team over now. Oh, there's another dust up over here. Yep, they're they're starting it's to get into it again a 35, little bit. 35 from the Panthers here. I got this. I got the. I mean, at this point, Jim, what I do with that damn thing? You've now had three scrums <laughs> that number here today in this practice. You had three of them yesterday. <laughs> oh, we got another one over here. And another one is now starting here. Holy I mean, crap. at some point, at some point, they're going to have to maybe separate Jones, these Max two Jones teams. here is chirping at one of them. Nope, he was just threw the ball to uh, Aguilar. So they're calling both teams together here. The Patriots, it's Belichick again in the middle here. Mr. Kraft now is in the middle with Bill. Oh, look at this, man. <laughs> I've never seen what anything. A, what a scene. Look at him. He's getting right in the middle with Bill is Mr. Kraft. Panthers are over here down on one knee as they huddle right next to the – I've never seen anything like this at a camp. But as the Panthers walked back, they didn't walk around like a few they walked, yards. They walked, they walked right, right up through. against them, so they'd be rubbing up against them as right, they walked right by. It's a cocky bunch, man. <laughs> a few, they didn't walk a few yards from them. Yards. Yards. They, they, they rubbed up against them. So that was the uh, the one-sided telling on the Patriots side of things. Sounds about right, right, Tony? You agree with all those Patriots guys. All those things I agree with. But, you know, we, we've never had joint practices when I played, man. So I, I can imagine, you know, you – at this point of, the, uh, of 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 your career, and also at this point of the season, which is the beginning of the season, you're getting tired of, of, of beating up on yourself. And this was like multiple days. Yeah. Like they fight Tuesday. They fight again Wednesday. I think, and I see a lot of people say, get rid of the joint practices. I think in theory it's a decent idea, right? It is. I mean, you played. What it you is. Think? I I would love, I would love to have done that because you know you're going to, you 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 go up against the guys that you see every day on, that's on your team, but it's good to go up against guys that you don't see every day. So. Who was your guy? Was it Tippett? Andre, Andre Tippett. I mean, yeah. he, he was you know yeah. Andre Tippett hitting you every Don day. Blackman and yeah. Steve Nelson. We had some good linebackers when I was there, but uh, yeah. So uh, Ed, we'll see if they got all the fighting out of the way because they play each other tonight in a preseason yeah. game. So <laughs> we'll see if it's all out there. And uh, Steve Smith will be there 
so if something does go down he'll jump out of the booth and get on the field and who knows what could happen from there all right uh tony collins here we'll talk more nfl we'll talk uh more ecu but right now wes uh, let's open up the booty bag sir you got that booty ready bag. to go for us we got to give away some beer booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere how about 18 bud lights to get your weekend started off right we got a bud light 18 pack for you right now to lucky caller we'll go number six at 317-1250 317-1250 if you're 21 or older have not won this month you are eligible to win the 18 pack of bud light bottles more tony collins on the way when we return on pirate radio live after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has one of the biggest used car inventories in Eastern North Carolina. Shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Go Pirates! Now, before we head back into the show, congratulations to Doris Dillon on winning that Bud Light. Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now let's head back into prl here's clip all right good work cj schaefer Wes hines running the board filling in for uh shirley Rhodes today chandler honeycutt about to do some pa announcing for his old uh high school alma mater for week one of high school football so we got the crew here on a friday and we're happy to have touchdown tony collins joining us house. back in the house and uh tony you got a uh, some operating to do coming up soon yeah man i gotta get a re- replace my shoulder dang i get a shoulder replacement that means no party pirate radio party for yeah, tony I'm gonna, collins i'm gonna have to miss that one my wife ain't gonna let me go <laughs> was she going i know <laughs> that would be one thing if you stay home i'm going uh it's gonna be a blast uh coming up on september 1st the breakfast club gonna be rocking out some 80s jams and you can get your tickets if you haven't already pr927fm.com for just ten dollars a piece and uh tony so we got 80s music coming up on that thursday and then on friday the first freeboot friday of the year they brought in a big name to perform and that name tony is uncle cracker uncle cracker that's a big name it's a big name. That's the first time I've ever heard of it before. You never heard of Uncle Cracker? I've never heard of Uncle Cracker. I got a couple songs here. See if you recognize these songs, son. He ain't a brother, though, is he? Well, Uncle Cracker. <laughs> now, it could have been one of those things where I'm going to make it sound like I'm a, uh, a cracker, but I'm a, <laughs> but uh, no, he is not a brother. He is indeed a cracker. So, uh, man, no, you're not familiar. Wes? I've never heard of Uncle Cracker before. I'm sorry, Yes, man. I've heard of him. 
You've heard of? Do you yes. know the songs? Yes. All right. So I, how I, long? I, that I mean, he's recorded records and stuff like that. So yeah. this is like mm-hmm. uh, this is old. This is what two thousand ish, or yeah. is it nineties? That has to be um, early two thousand. Yeah. So oh, okay. he's been around he's a been while. Around a while. So I believe. So he was uh, a turntablist. That's cool. I didn't know that was a profession. <laughs> a DJ uh, for Kid Rock's backing group. Oh, for mm-hmm. work for Kid Rock huh? back in the day. Okay. And he had big hits, Follow Me and Drift Away. And this was uh, this was like 99, 2000, yeah. Now, I saw another song. He had a song. We'd like to know where he got his name from, Uncle Cracker. I mean, that's kind of. I wonder if we have, uh, maybe his sister had a kid, and the kid said, hey, Uncle, you like a cracker? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where the name came from. Um, the song Smile, uh, he has a song called Smile. Is that the one that goes, Love to see you smile? Is that him? That's no, really. That's a Kirk, I thought that was Kirk Franklin. Oh, I don't even know who that Kirk is. Franklin. Hold on. Kirk Franklin. Now, he's a brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's definitely not Kirk Franklin, the song I'm thinking of. Kirk, All right. Kirk well, Franklin. I thought that was Uncle Cracker. Right. <laughs> Uh, smile. We need to brush up on our Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Uncle All Kirk right. is I'll, not. I will. Uh, I will uh, abstain from uh, talking anymore. All right. <laughs> Gonna see well, you smile. I thought that was. I thought that was Uncle Cracker. I don't <laughs> well, know. Well, he has. A, it's not Kirk Franklin. I know that. No, much. it's not. No, it's not. I mean, he's got another song like that. But okay. Not, that's not it. Fair enough. That's funny, man. So, uh, Tony, not an Uncle Cracker guy. No, this is the first time I ever heard of him. Yeah, I'm sorry, Uncle. <laughs> Sorry, Unc. Uh, he will be performing at Freeboot Friday Breakfast Club, some 80s jams. Now, have you seen the uh, Chappelle show? Yeah. You seen the Rick James you, and, yeah. and Prince? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, they go in and they're in those big clubs with the uh, the Jerry Curl and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, is that what you were doing back in the day? No, I didn't have a Jerry Curl. What'd you have? I, what kind of hair did you have? I mean, did you go just, fro? Just a, I had a fro when I was in high school, and you know when you, you when I got to ECU, that you know guys were cutting their hair down a little shorter, so I I was I was like a normal guy. Okay, but did you no Jerry Curl? Were you uh, did you dress outlandish when you went in them clubs? What would you wear? I don't really go to clubs when I was in, nah. in, in college. I didn't no, I'm talking about like pros. Like. Oh, of course not. Yeah, that's that, what I'm talking about. Did I dress lavish? Like 80s? Yeah, what were you wearing to the club? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, was, it was clothes. Rick I had James clothes, said it I best. had clothes on. <laughs> yeah, you did for a while. Okay, that's good. Uh, oh, man, I'd love to see some uh, footage, some pictures of Tony in the club. Stepping out. At, uh, in the uh, mid-80s. Yeah, yeah, in Boston. In, in Boston, Mass. And, uh, yeah, that would have been uh, quite a sight there. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I watched a documentary recently. Do you remember Manti Teo, the linebacker oh, from yeah, Notre Dame yeah. and the whole with catfish? The, with the girl, yeah. Yeah. You need to watch that on Netflix. I, I, I started watching it, but I, I couldn't. I didn't finish it. But it's, yeah. that's crazy, man. It is wild. But uh, remind what me. What happened to that guy? which guy the matt what's, what's his oh, name Manti? yeah what, what, well he's what? on i don't is know. he still playing no he's he like it sucked all the life out of him the confident like it just ruined him and uh i don't know cj what do you got we're Women. here with an update okay smile is by uncle cracker all right yes. and i will i will actually say this in, in, in my in my defense my defense <laughs> in my defense yes i did put this from this song in for a radio station in wilmington and it was by uh, Uncle Crocker. Well, how is that in your defense? 
because I said it was Kirk Franklin, and it's for a R and B station. <laughs> yeah, but defense should rest right now. You don't need to say anymore. You're right. <laughs> yeah, but oh god, I don't know. Okay, in your defense, uh, in your defense, yeah, you just went to jail. <laughs> you are. They added years on top of your sentence. For us. <laughs> you need a new attorney. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, I was gonna say uh, oh, they remind man. me a thirty for thirty documentary. We were talking about the eighties. You had uh, there's one on Doc and Daryl in New York, mm-hmm. and at that same time, Lawrence Taylor was in New York. Yeah, I mean, is that like the wildest time ever you, for man. New York athletes? Lawrence Taylor was crazy too. He was a wild man. Did you know him off the field? Yeah, well, we we came out we came out the same year, and know, he was a North Carolina 80, guy. Eighty one. We came we came in the league in eighty one, and uh, I think my rookie season, um, I got I did I got rookie of the year uh, for New England, and we had some type of thing we did, and I had to go to New York. Well, not in New York City, but down near New York. And he was he was there too, and I got to spend a little time with Lars. <laughs> Not li- gonna tell you what happened, but a little time goes a long way, probably with with LT. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. what a and what a maniac he was on the field. Kind of oh, redefined yes, like his position. You had those the big, crazy like, the crazy thing about Lawrence though, man. I tell people all the time when he was at North Carolina, my my freshman year, my my sophomore year, we were just absolutely just killing him on the field i mean he was you know just really? just a regular linebacker but his junior year when he came out his junior year i don't know what happened he just well, became a mani- maniac I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know i don't think so was but. he the first overall pick he was picked high i want to say right uh, he, i don't know if he was the first overall pick but he was like in the top five for sure because I think the Giants didn't have a decent team that uh, that in in eighty one, so I don't know. But he was up. He was the second pick, second pick of that draft yeah. uh, by the Giants. First pick, George Rogers, George Rogers, running back, South Carolina. But uh, LT, it was in an era where you had those big, bulky linebackers like Singletary and those mm-hmm. guys, and he uh, was kind of a leaner guy, right? And and that rush in position now. Every team is looking for a Miles Garrett, a Von Miller, Absolutely. that rush in guy. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Tony Collins hanging out here on this uh, Friday. Tony, I heard earlier this week that Tom Brady, uh, formerly of your Patriots, now with the Bucks, is uh, 6 and 0 against the Cowboys. And I was like, huh, well, I wonder what his record is against other teams in the league. Now, Tony, you like to give Bills fans crap, which <laughs> your time is over for I now because they are the beast of the East. Tom Brady's played the Bills 36 times in his career. What's it? How many games has he won? Played 30, out of 36. 36 uh, against the Bills. I mean, he been he was dominating the Bills. So I would have to say, I would give him 30. 33 and three. Wow, that is just <laughs> mind blowing. And that is why Tony has talked so much crap to the Bills yeah. fans over the years. But uh, but man, the Bills are not yeah, only the quiet pick, this year. Though. Yeah, to win that division, they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I'm gonna tell you, man, they have. Everything they got the quarterback, they got good running backs, they got great receivers, they got a defense that's gonna stop everybody. So if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, it'll be it'll be a disappointing season for them. You got them ahead of the Chiefs. I really do right now. You got them as, ahead far, of as far as uh, as far as far as the uh, a total package, offense, defense, special teams, you got to put Buffalo at number one. How you feeling about year two of Mac Jones? In New England? I mean, I feel good about him. Kind of. You know, I heard about the struggles that they had because of the new offensive coordinator and all the other stuff going on, and it, and it does affect uh, 
quarterbacks. When you get a, a, new, a new offensive coordinator, um, and really, we don't even know who the offensive coordinator is. That was going to be my right question. <laughs> who is the offensive coordinator? Who's the offensive Who's? coordinator? Because so, they went from – so Matt Patricia – was a defensive guy. I, I mean, what, Head coach. I, I, he's been the defensive guy for years, and now you're just going to put does, him on the offense? Does Belichick do this stuff just to say I, I'm smarter than everybody? I'm not, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about Belichick. I think he's going to see now, man. Because <laughs> we, 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 we need receivers. We need DBs. We, we, we're, there's a lot of things that we need right now. He didn't go after uh, during the off season, I really don't understand why he's still doing it his way. They've yeah. got the they got two good tight ends, Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith, and they love to go that two tight end set, right? But see, so. when he would when he was doing it his way, he had Tom, Tom Brady, Brady there. He yeah. don't have Tom Brady there right now, so it's it's gonna be tough for him. Are we when we write these record books now gonna say that Belichick won because of Brady? Because since Brady's left, he's won a Super uh, Bowl. You, you really, you really can't uh, say that. Okay. I mean, because I, I really feel that football is a team sport, and, and and if you know Brady couldn't do all that stuff all by itself, so you know, I just, I just, I just can't see it that way. It is still amazing to see Brady at the podium. Oh my God! Forty-five years old. Or see what he did last year, though. He like broke he's his oldest, own personal he's record. Oldest quarterback in the league yet last year, man. I, I I don't understand. He's taking something. There's a <laughs> he's on the TB12 <laughs> diet, Tony. You're on the TC diet, TC33 right? diet. Yeah, that's good. Uh, there is a rumor. So Brady has been away from the team, and it was uh, a personal reasons. And Todd Bowles, the coach, said he knew he was going to be gone. There is a theory out there now that Tom Brady has left camp to go record um, the Masked Singer on Fox. No, <laughs> that is the theory, uh, and why? And people are saying, "Well, Gronk uh, did it, so he's got a connection there." Tom Brady already has a deal with Fox after he's done playing football. That show happens to be on Fox, and he had a scheduled time away from camp. So there's a theory going on. It's a conspiracy theory right now, Tony. <laughs> that that's why he's away from camp. But I, 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 I as, as much as I. Would say that it's not true. I, I just can't see Tom Brady taking off for training camp. It wouldn't be a great look. I, I can see if he would have done it before training camp happened, right? But not right in the in the peak of training camp. And if there's one guy that could get away with it, it would be Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. But it would not be a great look for your teammates no. and team and everything. So it's probably not true. But uh, but it is strange that he is. And I, I see a headline now: Todd Bowles non-committal on Brady's return. So. He's just away doing I think, personal I think, I things. Think, I think it's a family thing. Yeah, could be, could be. How about the uh, the NFC side? The AFC is loaded with the Bills and the Chiefs and whoever comes out of I the look, North. Yeah, I look at the LA LA Chargers too, man. Because I think they're going to have a, a decent team too. They're going to be up there, but uh, they got their quarterback and they got pieces around them. Yeah. How about uh, NFC wise? The, the you got the Bucks, you got the defending champion Rams, and then who else behind them really? You know, I, I I'm really looking to see what San Francisco is going to yeah. do. I, I think they're they're they'll have a decent team. I don't know how, what they're going to do with the quarterback situation. Well, right they got now. Trey Lance, yeah, so, full speed yeah. ahead. So that's they're going with him, right? Yeah. So um, Garoppolo, so Garoppolo, by the way, he's is, trying to get to the Browns or something. Is that what is that the deal? Trying you know what? I hadn't uh, trying to get to Cleveland. That would be the most logical destination there, and I guess Seattle is not interested. Because they need a quarterback. Because Grop, man, I'm gonna tell you, he's a starting quarterback somewhere in the NFL. I mean, there, there's there's some teams. Well, he can, he can start at Pittsburgh, 
Pittsburgh don't have a quarterback. He can start at uh, uh, the Philadelphia, not not Philadelphia, Ooh, not, uh, not the Eagles. The New York Giants, he can start there. Yeah, There's a lot the of teams he can start with. How about Washington? Hell yeah. <laughs> Who's in Washington? Carson Wentz. Hmm, he still can start there. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't say Washington. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Wentz, Tony. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see on that one. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Touchdown, Tony Hollins, hanging out on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, one on Bethel on Highway 11, the other Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all you boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Wes Hines filling in. At producer, Wes will be here producing the high school huddle at 6 o'clock and uh, another year of Conley football. Yes, sir. On the way, Wes. We got Conley and Laney, and that is a 6.30 start time. So uh, be uh, tuned into that coming up tonight. Should be fun. Yes, right. Wes does a good job uh, updating scores from around the area as well. So it's all uh, back here once again. Exciting times as we are geared up for some football around these parts on Pirate Radio. CJ Schaefer here. Touchdown, Tony Collins in the house as well preseason you watch any preseason will you watch the panthers patriots at all tonight i will watch some of it uh i i i, I like to watch i like to watch football all the time but i, I can never sit through a whole preseason game but yeah I, uh, I'll, I'll take a peek at it tonight. how about when you played tony how much like did you play more preseason earlier in your career than when you were established like how much preseason it's did pretty you play? it's pretty much uh like like they do now yeah. when you're uh when you're a starter they, you know they want to make sure you don't you know you go you don't get hurt or anything like that so and and the, the big thing is you you try to look at uh all the young guys and see what you got and so you probably i think probably the games we first preseason game we don't play second preseason game because we played five preseason games back when i was coming dang so like the that's crazy yeah like the like the like the last preseason game you know we would we would play some just to get the timing done but you know it wasn't too much so uh one time pro bowler did you how many years did you go into a season thinking i'm fighting for my job in training camp you know what I'm saying? Or and how many years did you feel comfortable you're on the roster? My my rookie season was the only time I, I, I you know I you know I I, I, I got to fight for a job. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to make the team. Uh, for unfortunately for the other guys, you know it was uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I forget. Horse 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 Ivory was was a, a Oklahoma running back, and Vegas Ferguson from Notre Dame 
was the number one running back, and both of them got hurt, so I got the, I got the chance to start. Yeah, well, there you <laughs> and go. I, and I never gave up the job. So man, that's, and how, I, that, that's how that goes. So. Those stories happen, and once you got the job, <laughs> then you're fighting not to lose it, right? right so, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Tony Collins joining us. How many Patriots games are you going to this year? Right now, I'm not I'm not on the tap for anything, man. I, I just I don't I don't I'm kind of nervous about this season. Oh wow, I, I, I really am. I mean, I really, I've never heard I, you say that. I don't. From where things look right now, I'll be surprised if we win eight games. Man, really, I'm, I'm just being totally honest. I, I just don't see it this year with with uh, with the receivers. We don't we don't have name name one of our receivers. They got the guy from State, uh, <laughs> the guy Jacoby from Myers. State. <laughs> they did bring in, and it's interesting. We'll see how it works out because he's been up and down. But uh, Devonte Parker from the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. At one point, I thought it was going to be a really good receiver. You know, maybe he has a career resurrection. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but man, it's just—I'm I, I, I'm telling you—I'll be surprised if if we if we win ten games. It'll be a shocker to me. I saw a, a guy that does gambling, um, Doug Kazarian. I think his name is from ESPN. He's—I saw him tweet out like last week. He said, "Just a reminder: Patriots to miss the playoffs is only minus." 130 or something basically saying the patriots are not making the playoffs <laughs> jump on that bet while you can't and it's just it, it makes sense but it's crazy to see things like that yeah. and i probably met you when you started coming around here mid 2000s maybe but right. i've never heard you talk like that about the patriots you're gonna have to delete your facebook page I, tony I, I know man it's 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 it's, 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 it's gonna be tough to, yeah. to see him play against buffalo twice it's, i'm gonna tell you it's gonna be tough to see him play against miami i was gonna say are they the second best team i think miami's uh right now is the second best in the afc east i love their coach that young guy yeah. uh i don't know about tua but they bring in tyree kill they got weapons uh and then hey you still got the jets to beat up on yeah Hopefully, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> Do they got a quarterback? <laughs> they got Zach Wilson. Did he get hurt? He got who, hurt, didn't he? Yeah, but he might be good to go week one. Might be out for it. They thought it was ACL because oh, yeah. it was non-contact. Right. But it uh, looks like he's going to be good to go for this season. Uh, so you are more confident about the Pirates than the Patriots? Absolutely, huh? I think the Pirates will win more games than the Patriots will this year. <laughs> You know, let me look up the over unders <laughs> on wins. That, so you got the Patriots about seven and ten because they played seventeen games. Yeah, yeah. And I, the Pirates I, eight. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I really feel we can win eight games this year, man. I'll be, I'll be disappointed if we we win less than eight games. Can they win eight if they lose the state? I think so. Okay, I think so. But because uh, the Pirates are 10, 10 and a half point underdogs to NC yeah. State, which again we we. Game one, like Morgan said, you're basing it a lot off of last year. Mm-hmm. Pirates got a ton of returners, but but so do the Wolfpack. So. Yeah, and and the the thing about it, you know, this it's the first game for NC State too. So the, you know they could make some mistakes. They're coming here to a crowd, which I I I'm, I'm pretty sure is going to be pretty rowdy. Oh yeah, and so uh, you never know what could happen. That's why they play the game. And the way the schedule sets up after that, Tony, you got Old Dominion. First of all, you got four home games in September. Oh, that's fantastic great way to start the season you got old dominion campbell after that two very winnable games especially campbell gotta be them old dominion could be a a close game and then you got after that navy which you never know but they were able to beat them last year we need to be three and one after after that four games after that four game series we have to be three and one have to have to be three and one because the end of the schedule 
is rough and that's when your uh your your big team cincinnati so you've got a stretch and wherever you want to begin it so you got south florida after navy you should be able to get them too yeah tulane pirates might be favored in that game we should be tulane but then you go on the stretch, Memphis, UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston. That is a tough mm. uh, stretch there that starts in mid-October and ends in mid to late November. Yeah. And you end up with Temple, who uh, is really struggling as a program right and now. And that's why it's so important that we, we're 3-1. and one. Yeah. Got to get off to a good start yeah. to the season. So uh, there is uh, an, an Elon-ish game on the schedule. That would be Campbell. <laughs> How about Campbell's coming in? First time ever playing ECU. Their head coach, former Panther safety, Mike Minner. Okay. Remember that name? Yeah, I, do, I sure do. And uh, he'll be bringing that team in here. They had the second. They had the first. It, it was one and two with Dion's team, uh, Jackson State, for the FCS recruiting. Campbell? I don't know what kind of NIL deals they got going on Campbell? At, at Campbell. But they were, uh, it was either first or second right wow. there with primetime. Isn't Campbell right up the road? Uh, that Campbell, right? Yeah, Bowie's Creek, yeah. North Carolina. So uh, they got something going on there, apparently. Wow. But Pirates uh, will still be big, uh, massive favorites against the Camels coming up uh, September 17th. All right, we got one more break with us. Let's get our final break in. We'll come back, wrap it up. This is Tony's first fall appearance. Does he have a guarantee? Is he want to, We'll find out when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on all of our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over fifty-eight join the over fifty-eight thousand followers today at PR nine two seven FM. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Couple minutes to go before we send you off to the high school huddle, and then that'll lead in to DH Conley football. It'll be the Vikings and Laney going at it tonight, six thirty, right here on Pirate Radio. Alan Vick and crew on the call. Wes Hines will be producing that touchdown tony collins hanging out here on a friday edition of prl and tony you've had uh, some statements on this show the patriots uh will have less wins than ecu this year you think the pirates will have a good year but you have not thrown out a prediction uh and we got uh people asking john on twitter asking uh does tony have any guarantees here on this friday for the upcoming uh, ECU game or? For anything. I mean, look, you've guaranteed presidential races. You've guaranteed <laughs> NBA finals. Like You guarantee anything. You know what? Let me tell you. I, I probably won't be able to go to the game. And so I'm, I'm going to be sitting in my little couch or where, I, where I'm going to be sitting at watching the game on TV. And I think it's going to be a great game to watch. I, I really feel that, you know, it's going to be a lot a lot of people in the stands. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I, I see it being a close game. You know, NC State, they got a good football team. There's no looking around that. We got to play 
pretty much uh, turnover free football to, to stay in the game with them to keep it close. And I think we will. I think we. I think we'll play 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 real good with them, and, and it'll come down to a field goal. All right. Yeah, it's got it's got it's got it's got to actually come down to the field goal to win the game. All right. Whoever kicks that field goal, I guarantee whoever kicks that field goal <laughs> is going to win the game. Boy, this is a, this is a new Tony Collins. Uh, we got to get, I don't know, maybe if you see some football action, gonna, but you're down on the pads. You're not even going to guarantee each No, I'm, I'm guarantee whoever kicks the last field goal All right. and of the game, of the ECU North Carolina State game, whoever kicks that last field goal with three seconds left to go in the game, mm-hmm. that team is going to win that game. All right. You heard it here worst from Tony Collins. <laughs> Tony, awesome to have you back, man. Good we'll, to be uh, back, man. We'll try to keep this rolling. Hopefully, maybe after uh, the doctors see you. Or yeah, a couple. Give me, give me about three weeks. I think three weeks. I can, I can be back, be back at it again. All right. We hope to get you back in here soon. But uh, thanks for hanging out today, man. Absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, Wes, good to see you, buddy. Great job, CJ. And uh, we will be back with you Monday on these airwaves. But make sure you're locked in on Saturday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also YouTube because it is media day. So we'll have all those interviews coming your way Saturday right here at Pirate Radio. All right, we'll talk to you on Monday, 3 o'clock. Have a great weekend. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.